Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So, Kev, here's the deal. We're at Colts Camp at Grand Park in Westfield. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like th- This is... This is the biggest shocking revelation that has taken place on this program in the history that you and I have done it together. I had zero zilch nada, no idea that it was going to be cold this morning. I thought it was like, I could have sworn I looked yesterday and I'm like, okay, it's supposed to be 85 today or whatever. And we get out here and I'm like, holy cow. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, I um, we're bundled up. I happen to have this the, the greatest invention ever for rain gear is this this product called Frog Togs. You ever heard of this? No, it's like a paper thin product. But you, you look like you're ready to take a tour of the Amazon. That's kind of what it is. But I have it for rain for uh, racing stuff. Just like and so it's kind of warm, but I don't have the pants for. I only have the. Uh, I mean, this is unbelievable. So my issue last night was, and I've made the mistake already a couple days of camp where we've been out here and it's been a little chilly, not to this degree, but but it has hey, been just a little nippy. This is Arctic, and all of my clothes are in Max's room. So you know, we have kind of a smaller upstairs, not a lot of closet space. So Max is sound asleep, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I can't go in there and risk waking him up. So it was either this or the winter coat. So I went with this, and then the only socks I could find in the house, because I forgot oh, socks. The, well, the Jiffy Loop socks are, are the, fabulous. Are the Jiffy Loop yeah, socks nice. that you gave me a couple weeks yeah, ago. Well, that's so, what I do, right? Uh, yeah, all the sweatshirts are in Max's room. Could not get that. Uh, you think Matt Gay might miss seven field goals in this I mean, wind? it's windy as heck. Um it's. I'll tell you what. I mean, I thought it was that yesterday's weather was was past, but it's a little overcast. It is chilly. So, and now my understanding is that Andy Sweeney is going to be up here and join us in the nine o'clock hour. But he texted me and said he's coming. He's going to get here earlier. I may just have him hop in. Will I get in trouble if I do that? If I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to Walmart and get us all sweatshirts. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time you've checked out of the show. <laughs> Andy, you go ahead and and make your introduction. I'm going to go to to. Clay Terrace or somewhere and, and buy sweatshirts. But anyway, isn't good morning to you too, on a Tuesday. Isn't it funny too, Jake, how like when you get to this part of the summer and then the fall, the first bit of oh, no this question. weather, if we it, act yeah. like we've If it was never like this in, in November, we'd be walking around in Speedos. Yeah. Or if this was March, we'd be wearing shoes. Yeah, you know, totally. If it was the first like 60 degree day. So uh, we're soft and we are here at Grand Park. It is the final morning practice of camp. Is it really? You it guys is. are you guys uh, are dressed like you're going to the combine today. That's what it looks it, like. Well, I have my credential. Oh, so well, there you go. Yeah, crisis averted. So we're a step ahead of the game Actually, there. I, I think I just dropped mine. I don't know where it went. Maybe it's somewhere. Oh here yeah, you're in, right. In this jacket. Uh, thank you. Now right apparently now now there's a huge pile of animal dung in front of us. Now what would that be from? Really? Where? Yeah, right, right in front of me. I think it's saying congrats on the new show, Jake. Oh, Some, aren't, those just gra- aren't those just grass clippings? Those are not. No? No, why don't you go down there and inspect? <laughs> grass clippings. Tr- believe you me. Check I've never seen out. grass it looks clippings like, look like be- that. Kylan Granson's going to come walking out and step right in that. We we should put a chair or something over that as a fair warning. Well, we, we will need a chair. Because that's, not like, from a, that's not like from a lops opposite. That's like from a great name. I think those are grass clippings. Uh, no. 
Uh, we are live here at Grand Park. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is overcast. It is just a bit chilly <laughs> and a bit. windy here. Uh, Jake, it looks like they're going to be outdoors. I know credit, there are some hey, questions. Credit to Cam, who, who was smart enough here to kind of close our tent in. That has helped. Yeah, thank you, Cam, for that. I know there are some questions about how much rain we got overnight. Would they be outdoors today? Part of me thought they would go inside because they're going to use both of these fields for the full practice time here on Wednesday and Thursday with the Bears in town. They still use both of them during the course of a Colts practice, uh, but there are moments where they're just on one of these two fields up here. Uh, They're obviously going to use both of them once the Bears get up here tomorrow. So again, it is a morning practice, an hour long beginning at 9 a.m. this morning, and then tomorrow night at 6 and Thursday night at 6. And Jake, that puts a bow on the 13 practices at Grand Park. Do you know when the weather is – do you know what day it's not supposed to be like this? Friday. We're, we're going to be at back nine. Uh-huh. Now, I could use this kind of a wind when I'm at my bay trying to, to get a nice tee shot because I've swung like seven golf clubs in my life. Oh, can you imagine a little downwind elevator? But I'm bay? telling you, like, I am – You might hit one the IPY's campus. I am so looking forward to Friday to the golf outing at, at back nine because it, it really is weird to think, though, like – that morning will be our swan song together, right? And then go there, and I guess, is that unofficially our PBR party? Cue up the uh, vitamin C graduation song, Mark. <laughs> As our lives change. For the second time in my, in my tenure, my short tenure in the mornings, right? Uh, so, yes, we are here at Grand Park. As Jake said, the week lays out like that. Night practice coming up Wednesday, Thursday, and then we will be out at back nine. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Andy Sweeney will be out there with us as well, the new morning show host. He is going to join us, as Jake mentioned, coming up in the 9 o'clock our Kylan Granson at 7.45, and around 8.30, it'll be Bob Kravitz. Jake, the thing that Kylan Granson has done better than any other tight end on this roster here throughout the offseason, he's been available. All those other guys have been hurt. Not Kylan Granson. He has been healthy and participating. It's a, boy, it's a big tight end room, though, isn't it? It is a big room. A lot of guys banged up, though. Mo Alley-Cox, Chelani Woods, Will Mallory. I want to um, know what this guy's doing. Is he filling divots? He is, yeah. Throwing a little seed uh, down I know there. it's radio, so this doesn't help, but, but there's one fellow that walks around with a bucket, and he just drops stuff every once in a while in the field. Is it dirt? I was talking to one of the guys the other day, and they ripped up this entire field uh, after last year's camp. Too many guys slipping and falling. I remember Drew, Drew Ogletree tearing his ACL on this field last year, and they put down Bermuda grass all on these fields. I wonder why it's in a triangle. (laughs) Do you want to know my theory on the Bermuda triangle, by the way? What is that? My theory on the Bermuda Triangle is the same as my theory on Area 51. I'm not sure if I really wanted to know the theory. I just figured it's it's your last week and you're going to say So everybody thinks Area 51 is where aliens went down. I think Area 51 is nothing more than a and possibly like if we ever did discover like some ship it's there or some, you know, spaceship it's there, but I think Area 51 is simply a high testing ground for the Air Force. Is this That's a preview for noon to 3? That's right. And conspiracy I think, theories and I think the Bermuda Triangle is simply some sort of a a testing and or like defense zone area for the United States Navy. I thought that was like the Roy Hibbert fan section. It is that, too. Yeah, That's Area 55. Oh, Area 55. Yeah. That's what that is. Tinfoil hats rate, at um, noon with Jake Query. <laughs> exactly. 93.5 yeah. and 107.5. Well, why, why should we break that tradition? Um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> but I'm just saying, back to the action out here with Kylan Granson, who's going to join us at 745. I did not – maybe I did realize this, Kevin. I remember one time we – and I had to think about it. We had Adam Vinatieri on, and I remember asking Adam Vinatieri, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I didn't know you were related to um, – General Custer, and you're like, and then afterwards, I you're related like, related to Evil Knievel too, and Evil Knievel, yeah, and I, and both of them, you're like, yeah, I think like people kind of know that, and I guess I knew this at some point. I'm sure I, we probably talked about it 50 times, but it all kind of runs together to me. Um, I didn't realize that he was uh, presumably high school teammates with Sam Ellinger, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then same high school as Drew Brees, right? Yeah, South Lake Carroll, right? And the yeah, and the current quarterback at Clemson also. Yeah, same, same high school. Remember when Sam I'm in a factory, right? Brother tragically passed right after the That's draft. Right. You know, Kylan was a draft pick of with Sam, and um, yeah, that was a huge, huge storyline. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I guess I. It's one of those things like I knew it, but I was like, oh man, I'd forgotten. But that obviously is a football factory where he came out, um, and but was not highly recruited coming out of high school, right? But obviously, his has a great opportunity b- before him for he sure. Went here. to the Fighting Jim Merseys, right? SMU. He did, and Rice. I think, didn't he go to both? Started at Rice, yeah. ended at SMU. Yeah, so Kylan Grant's going to join us here coming up at 745. Again, I would not expect today's practice to be super um, laboring, extensive, with the joint practice coming up Wednesday and Thursday. But nonetheless, the Colts will get back to work for the first time since last Thursday up here. I am curious a couple of things, Jake. One... And I think we should see this, so I'll insert my opinion before offering it up. Apologies on Can that end. A campfire, you think? Um, I think they the- need to commit to Anthony Richardson now with the starting reps. Um, I've seen enough. Uh, you might as well, I think, utilize this time to give him even more work with that first unit. And I'm curious now that we've exited the first preseason game if we see the flip-flopping, the splitting of reps, however you want to define it, if we see that subside and if Shane Steichen decides to say, all right, Anthony, here you go. Here's four straight days of starting reps. Uh, I, I, yeah, well, it's funny. I did, Kevin, as, as I know you do as well. Um, you know, like we'll, we will have on from occasion, you know, from time to time on occasion, people from radio shows from different stations, you know, different cities. And I did one yesterday in Kansas City. I'm about to sneeze, by the way. And oh, I, I did one. Uh, I, I did Sirius, and JT the Brick told me to tell you hi. Really? Uh-huh. I like JT the Brick. Him and Dusty DeForcheck, who I always like on the college football games. I hope he has some Notre Dame games this year. He does like the second or third. JT the Brick still does Raider stuff, right? Uh, I I would assume. Yeah, this is I don't know, like the afternoon. Always been a nice guy to me. Never met him in person, but done those things, and always been a really nice guy. But I did one in Kansas City yesterday, and the guy said, "Like, okay, so obviously this is Gardner Minshew's team. Uh, Will we see Anthony Richardson this year, or is he going to do the Mahomes thing and the Jordan Love thing?" And and I'm like, "No, man. I think they're handing the keys over to him like on Wednesday." Uh, Would you agree with that? I mean, I, I think. I would like to see Kevin, that, but I, I'm I, I not 100% sure they would do that this week. Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying by week one of the season. Oh, I think Anthony Richardson. He's the guy, right? He's your week one yeah. starter. Yeah. yeah. And I know I've wanted that, and I feel like Colts fans should want that. But again, I feel like the Colts, through their actions, and then again, we'll see this week if things change. So I'll be curious for that. And then obviously we saw the report yesterday, which kind of confirmed Shane Steichen's words that Jonathan Taylor will be back to camp. I guess outside of a photo op, Jake, I'm not really sure what that means. Like, until he starts to practice or until he speaks. Yeah, is he going to be walking stiffly around in a hoodie again? 
again, Jim Mersey's comment Saturday night, Jake, that's what I'm watching for. When when Jim Mersey presumably gets in the booth with Greg Gregshaw and Rick Venturi, like he does pretty much every home preseason game, and it's the only home preseason game, that's when I think we get the next bit of information. Maybe something will change in the next handful of days leading into Saturday, but we're going to hear from Jim Mersey. I would hope, and, and I assume, Greg Gregshaw, if he's allowed to, will ask that question, and I think that is when we get the next sort of big update unless for some reason and i would consider it a surprise taylor comes off the pup list in the next couple of days you know the um the reality with taylor with taylor uh, kevin it, it is probably a position where you can plug and pretty quickly get up to speed and play but i we I, I still don't know. I'd like to be able to say that I know definitively. I still don't know how much of that injury is legit and how much of that is posturing. And I guess we'll find out, right? But It might be a bigger concern if the injury is legit. Totally agree. I, you know, I was talking yesterday. Um, Kyle Kinnett, who runs Bullseye Event Group, by oh, the way. Great guy. The best. Um, and Bullseye Event Group, I mean, the stuff they put on. You want to talk about first rate, obviously. Are they doing saying. one Saturday, or do they start up in the regular season? Uh, I think they... I think they are doing one Saturday. Uh, I know that, uh, well, I mean, I talked to them about a couple of different events they have upcoming. I guess I probably shouldn't say anything until they're officially announced. But but obviously for Colts' main ga- home, home games, regular season games, that's the place to be beforehand, right? But we were talking just about Taylor in general. And, I mean, Kyle made the, the point. He's like, look, Jonathan Taylor needs to get out there and play strictly for an audition to other teams to either A, increase his trade value, or B, if in fact the Colts decide not to re-sign him, which I think they would tag him, but you know, to increase his value for elsewhere, right? He's got, at this point, Kevin, if you and I are wondering about his health status, then other teams have to be as well, right? Yeah, I'm curious if the Colts are engaging at all in trade talks, which I think they have to do their due diligence there. I would you think have at least to see what the market is. At least is. one phone line at West 56th is. The question is whether or not it's being bugged. Yeah, I guess. You know, you know what I mean? I, I assume you're referencing Chris Boward on that end. Correct. And uh, trying to do the due diligence there. I would assume you'd be as transparent as you feel necessary with the medical history because obviously you want a team to feel comfortable about Taylor's situation. Um you make anything of the running back moves yesterday? Ezekiel Elliott, one year, I believe, around six million to the Patriots, and Dalvin Cook, one year, north of eight million to the Jets. Dalvin Cook was interesting. I, the thing that's peculiar to me about both is the fact that you have one team in the Jets that feels like they are pushing all in right now. You have the other team in the Patriots that, you know, anytime any running back signs with New England, you, you automatically think to yourself of running backs, you know, Lawrence Maroney or Corey Dillon. I mean, guys that were shelved elsewhere, and then that Patriot system just plugs them in, and they immediately become thorn in the side for whoever they're playing. You know, is – but what's interesting to me, like with Dalvin Cook, New New York goes out and gets him because they are clearly pushing all in with Aaron Rodgers here at the end of his career. But that's supposed to be a position that you don't need to push all in on, Right. So that's what's interesting to me about it. Like, if if what we say, for that matter, and hear about the running back position is true, then why is a team that is trying to push all in focusing on making sure they, they get the best available at that position? I think they look at it as he's a cherry on top. 
Aaron Rodgers took this yeah. quote-unquote pay cut. We've got the money to spend. It's a one-year deal. Might as well. I mean, he's a good player, obviously. You know, I don't think I had a lot of people re- reach out when these moves were announced late last night and be like, oh, that's not good for Taylor. That's not good for Taylor. I don't think I think these are dominoes, but I don't think these are the exact dominoes that all of a sudden means Taylor and the Colts start getting. Did you ever the, play dominoes when you were a kid to the negotiation tables? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, we Is might have like a, we a, might have a rejoiner of Kevin playing dominoes later in the show. Is that the poop train, Mark? Oh, I ding, forgot ding, about ding. that. Yeah. That's Gosh. probably a good thing we're breaking up. We're starting to recycle stuff. I know. Mark's going deep into the archives here. Yeah. I guess two years and you just start over, right? <laughs> no, um, nobody's listening. The thing that I wouldn't say, it's a, the exact like, okay, boom, here is Zeke, here's Dalvin Cook. All right, here, uh, here comes Jonathan Taylor. These are two 28-year-old free agents. You know, Jonathan Taylor is not 28 years old, and he's not a free agent. I think the one to watch with Taylor is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs yeah. is 25 years old. He was taken in the draft just before Taylor. He's actually holding out. I mean, he, he's you know he's doing the franchise tag, song and dance. We saw the Zach Martin thing yesterday with the uh, with the Cowboys. Um, the Zach Martin thing I find interesting, Jake, in this. Zach Martin was under contract two two years left on his deal with Dallas. He has sat out their entire camp. Great player. His oh yeah, great, great player. One of the best guards in NFL history. His fines, I believe, grew to right around one million dollars. That's a lot of fines. The contract restructure, no years tacked onto it, but he has added eight million over the last two years of his deal, and all of it is fully guaranteed. It doesn't take a genius to figure out it was probably worth sitting out. One million in fines, you get eight million more now. And all of it is guaranteed. I, is there anything Taylor-related to make of that? Again, I, mean, I know Zach Martin is a, frankly, he's a, a, even a better player than Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's the, one of the best guards in NFL history. He plays a non-premium position, though. He's getting up there in age. I don't think you can make a ton of comparisons with it, but I think it's something just to note. I, I, I think a huge difference there would be the fact that Martin plays a position that you that basically any franchise would take on at his skill set and, and immediately plug him in. I mean, in other words, there Jonathan Taylor is a wonderful player and a wonderful talent, but I feel like he plays the more fungible position where teams, it's just a less valued. There are fewer places. He has fewer options. Let's put it that way. Zach Martin had, had, had theoretically, he could present the fact that, that there are other places he could go or sign or, or whatever else, even, you know what I mean? Like that once his contract was up, but he's on a contract for two more years. I, I understand. But like, you know, I mean, he, he could have, they wanted to make sure they locked him in beyond this contract is what I'm getting at. They want to make sure he's happy because they want him for more than two years. In Taylor's case... I think he might retire after two. Yeah, that's possible too. But in Taylor's case, I think the Colts feel like, look, we're going to get two years out of you and then, you know, go enjoy Detroit. He is Jake Quarry. I'm Kevin Bowen. We are live here in Westfield. Again, the final morning practice of Grand Park, if you will, to be the final Colts versus Colts day here at Grand Park. Wednesday and Thursday, the joint sessions with the Bears, those are have, sold out. Do we have the first soundbite yet of one of the guys saying, I'm just looking forward to hitting somebody from another team? 
Oh, those practice. will be. Those will, those will come today. You know, we're just looking forward to practice, flying around, making plays, hitting guys from another team. It was interesting listening to the Colts coordinators talk yesterday, and they're like, from a schematic standpoint, basically what they will do with the Bears is a bit game-like versus the preseason games when you're just vanilla as vanilla. You ever watch that show Naked and Afraid? Uh, and I, I've caught it once. Very underrated show, by the way. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's a lot of, and this comes from a human that's taken off a shirt before in in public settings. Uh, just a lot of mediocre nudity. <laughs> do they at the beginning when they have the disclaimer? How do you think people would describe like, me with my the shirt? Following program, would I even make mediocre the following nudity? program contains <laughs> mediocre nudity yeah. and mm-hmm. somewhat adult content. Right. You don't have to search too hard on the internet. Potentially these days killing of a pigeon. It, let's just say it's not upper quartile <laughs> nudity. There's nothing but, worse than I your mean, parents walking in and you're watching some mediocre nudity. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Again, not upper quartile. Oh, son, you can, say you can do not, better than that. You know they're not great at making I did see, on that show. I did see one Naked and Afraid where the, the female was really attractive, and the guy was like, you know, when they do the little thing in the very beginning, the guy's like, um, I think my wife might have issue with this particular show. I'm like, but when, when you watch that show, a lot of times it'll show, like, what the temperature is at night, and it'll say, like, you know, 64 degrees. You're like, that's not bad. That'd be comfortable. It's like 64 right now, and I'm freezing. I cannot imagine. First Tree, off, trees are whipping out here. Totally. So I'm like, what would you do if you had to? I mean, first off, there's no way that you and I are going to be naked. I'd be afraid. But, it, like, it's cold. You don't realize it. If you're coming out here today for, for practice, and I think you'll enjoy if you do, but honestly, pack a sweatshirt. I mean, it, it is chilly, and it is windy. But, again, if we get this temperature in March, we're in shorts and a T-shirt, and I'm asking where the next golf course is. No, that's totally accurate. Totally accurate. We're it's all soft. Relative. I look so soft right now on this camera. I'm, I'm pathetic. I'm wearing a frog talk. It looks like I'm wearing a trash I'm bag. I'm so embarrassed. Rosie and Max should be embarrassed. That's actually a cool right looking now. sweatshirt, though. I mean, this is all I had. I, tr- I was like, should I tiptoe in Max's room? And I could just feel Maddie saying, don't do it. So Somebody yesterday on the YouTube channel, by the way, um, they're like, wait, is, is Query drinking a Diet Mountain Dew? And I'm like, is this new? I drink it every morning. It's one thing. Mott I thought they asked yesterday if you were cracking a beer, but that was just no. your. Was it Rockstar? Yeah. Want to make sure I get the yep. brand recognition. That's right. correct. Uh, again, live here at Grand Park, Kylan Granson going to join us here in about twenty minutes. Some other items of note: two weeks from today, you will get the one and only roster cut. Jake, it used to be you kind of cut it from like ninety to eighty-five oh, yeah. yep. or ninety yep. to seventy-five, and today used to be kind of the first initial cut uh, that Tuesday after the first preseason game. The NFL has said, nope, let's just do one big one. So two weeks from today, 90 to 53, something to keep an eye on. A couple of random basketball things to note. The Pacers preseason schedule released yesterday. Looks like the NBA starting the regular season just a little later into October. It was really creeping to like mid-October early October. Uh, Going to be probably that final week of October this year. Um, I'll be curious to see just Tyrese Halliburton coming back from the World Cup in the Philippines, which ends in mid-September, how much we see him early on. And did you see yesterday that uh, IU was in a four-team tournament with UConn, but it was announced they will play UConn That's right, the defending in the champs, uh, right? first game. The other game of that tournament uh, will be Louisville and Texas. Texas is one of those that, I mean, they've been a, for the last twenty years. They've been a really good basketball program, and yet you still never think of it, right? Does Louisville stink now? Yeah, I mean, Andy'd be able to tell you more about that, but I, I think that Louisville's like Notre Dame beat them by a lot last year. 
I think Louisville's issue right now is similar to what happened with both Mike Davis and Tom Crean at Indiana, and that is that they became a little too focused on the names they were recruiting and less focused on how they were actually then putting the pieces together. Like, oh, you know, we're going to go out and recruit Upper Marlboro, Maryland or whatever, and, you know, the, the kids from Dunbar and that, that – you're just going out and selling the name of Indiana, and then you get these players together, and it's like, well, are you going to assemble them into a team that plays well together or just talk about how you got five stars? And I think that's kind of Louisville, Kenny Payne, that that's his – that's the challenge right now for Louisville. I always – it's funny, Kevin, not to, to turn a mountain into a molehill of your question here, but w- when I was a kid – and growing up, I mean, I was a diehard Indiana basketball fan. I grew up in Bob Knight's Indiana, and Indiana was my team. But I always kind of liked Louisville, mostly because I hated Kentucky. But I always kind of liked Louisville. I thought, you know, that, that 86 team that, that Purvis Ellison took to the national title, by the way, 72-69 over Duke at Reunion Arena in, in Dallas, by the way. Um, you know, they were, they were cool. I, I liked the little logo. I liked their colors. I just – I liked Denny Crum. I always kind of enjoyed Louisville, and I just – one of the great mysteries to me is what in the hell ha- happened there. I mean, I know that the Patino thing and all that, but, I mean, it is, it is amazing what's happening. My brother and I almost got in a fight at Freedom Hall with some Louisville fans back really? in the day. Yeah, we were, I, de- we were defending Luke Heron Gody. <laughs> well, I, I was at Freedom Hall for an Indiana-Kentucky game, and Indiana was down in, in Louisville back when IU and Kentucky still played their series together, usually the Dome and then Freedom Hall – and Indiana was – I watched Indiana in the mid-90s get beat by literally 40. I think they were down 40 at one point. Um, and some Kentucky fan stood up and was flapping it. I mean, he was going nuts. And I had a an empty wax paper Coke cup. Oh, boy. And the greatest throw of all time. I, Look I, at I, you, Mouse at the Palace. Let me tell you something. John Green. I crumbled it up and then lofted it. And it was a perfect strike on this guy. Even Kentucky fans cheered because they were like, that. it was so impressive. <laughs> Do you remember when Notre like Dame beat Louisville in a five-overtime game? No. Gosh, college game day was there. It was One great. overtime for each person that remembers that. It was great. Patino against Bray. It was epic. Tremendous. <laughs> Jerry okay. Grant was terrific in that one. So that uh, would have been what year? If uh, I would guess 13. I think Louisville. Okay. it was the year Louisville won it all. Did they win okay, it all Okay, that's 13? 13. Yeah, yeah. I was at that game when they won it all. They they was it Peyton Siva? Was that their little point guard? Yeah, and who was the kid? Um, Terrence Williams, maybe. Yeah, but the MVP of the uh, Hancock. Oh, Luke Hancock. Yeah, the that was the year in the Final Four in the national title game when Patino was going to shake hands at, at midcourt, and they set off the firework cannons. Oh, yeah. and literally, and he people freaked thought out. it was like a bomb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he like jumped. That was in, I believe they were in New Orleans, right? Was it New Orleans or San Antonio? I went to both, so. I, yeah. Uh, Kentucky was New Orleans. That might have been San Antonio now that I think about it. Again, live here at Grand Park. I don't know if the sun is trying to come out, but it is still chilly and windy. It looks like practice is going to be outdoors. I'm thinking back to when Mark and I were out here last Thursday. They, they made that call during our first segment, so we're right here during the 7 o'clock hour. So if you're planning to come out to Grand Park, um, it looks like things will be outdoors today for the final Colts versus Colts session here at Grand Park before we get to the joint sessions with the Bears coming up tomorrow and Thursday. Again, Kylan Granson joins us in 20. Kevin and Query here at 93.5107.5, The Fan. The Morning Checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. 
Kevin, I'm not saying I'm a short timer here, but I forgot my laptop. So, like, usually when I'm looking this stuff up, I'm looking at a laptop, so it's very easy to do. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, going off the phone here. Mark, uh, is that shocking to you at all? So, <laughs> Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be squinting and telling you that yesterday in Major League Baseball. Good luck, Jimmy Cook and Eddie Garrison. Mets over the Pirates 7-2. It was the Rockies 6-4 over the Diamondbacks yesterday. Royals got a win, so too did the Rangers. Cardinals 7-5 over Kevin's Oakland Athletics. Marlins 5-1 over the Astros. I don't like seeing the Marlins Braves, doing Rays, that. and also, of course, cute fella, a 4-1 winner yesterday over the San Diego Padres. White Sox for your Cubs coming up, Mark? Yep. So the Cubs and the Reds, both with the interstate matchups here. I'm going to beat the White Sox underway. game a week from tomorrow. Today. Nice. Yep. Uh, Marlins, again, that win uh, puts a game gap now between them and the Cubs and the Reds for that final wild card spot. We are at Colts Camp right here in Westfield. Their final practice going to get underway coming up at 9 o'clock. It's just an hour-long session. They are prepping the outdoor field, so prepare for an outdoor practice. And I would bring an extra layer, Jake Quare. It is chilly out here for sure. Um I did not expect this at all, but it is windy and it is chilly. It looks like it's going to be a good – it's a great day for football, actually. Perfect fall weather, to be honest. But Kind of like um, a Friday night crisp feel to it. uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, 62, 64 degrees? I thought it was going to be 80. And I'm like, okay, well. Like I said, when Andy gets here, I might just run to Myers, get us some – I didn't notice this uh, out here. There's actual livestock just north of here. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, isn't that where the manure smell is coming from? I guess you're right now that you mention it, but th- th- there's, I mean, we're, we're looking at I like... I still don't think this is cow like, dong in front of us that you were referencing earlier. I buddy, think those are just a patched up grass clip. You are, do you want to go out there and examine it? I'm yeah, I'm going to take a look there. There are eight... Mark didn't it. There's like eight angry bulls on just, and here's the thing. They're, they're, the only thing separating us from the angry bulls is, is like one simple wooden fence. Should I go pick it up? Go try it. Go see what happens. <laughs> We're going to see. There is a large pile of an animal there? dung we, right in we, front of the table. Should we turn the camera, Landon? Kevin Kevin is going to go examine it. He claims that that is – Kevin, do not touch that. that yeah, is, now that I look closer at it, you might be right there. <laughs> I have a trash bag. Do you want to pick it up? Somebody know. did not curb their animal. That is the bottom line. Let me, let me test it out. Kyle, Kyle, Somebody please screenshot Kevin looking at poop on the Kyle, YouTube chat, please. Kyle and Grant Somebody said, please clip Kyle that. Kyle going to walk out and step right in that. Yeah, that that element did leads you know, me. It's like seventh grade right biology. Here, can we get the camera right here? That element, that, that's a turd. <laughs> is that Kevin yeah, Bowen or man. Bear Grylls? <laughs> I can't tell. What, 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 that is. What, what are we, what are we we're educating here. here. That's what we're doing, Jake. I have a question for you folks. Can you believe they decided to do it? away with this program i mean come on what are, what are we doing here right you know that did that animal have a credential to get here this is some <laughs> exclusive access i mean i'm telling you that is a large animal i don't know what it is oh. but that was a large animal that left its remnants here on the field imagine if justin field steps in that who, tomorrow here that'll be the last time what, you have joined totally practices. i mean honestly like who brought their dog out and how do you not curb it uh, should i get some paper towels during the break i've got a trash bag uh, Kylan Granson joins us on the other side. Kevin Query sure here live. Are we sure, sure about he's that? thrilled to be doing so. What? Yeah. That what? That he's joining us after that. That, that he last is. We're going to clean minutes. it up. We're we're, we're going to. We're going to clean it up. There you go. Yeah. The more the more you can. Jake literally. Jake didn't bring his laptop, but he's got a trash bag. I don't bag. know. This is a nice trash bag. I hate to do away with it. There you go. All right. I got some work to do. I mean, should we do this on camera? <laughs> okay, should we sure. clean it up? Yeah. Sure. We'll I, show why the not? Dedicate. This, is, this, is, right. this is Colt's maintenance worker, Kevin Bowen. Yep. 
<laughs> Boy, I haven't done this in a while. Can you, you tell, know, Rudy, can you tell my which, dog, passed away when I was in college. Can you tell which of the two of us is the young parent? In, in, in a while here. All right. See you here. Landon, you got this? He's zooming in on this? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not looking. All I'm right. not looking. There we go. There we go. That is Make sure we get all that. You got to put it in the bag, Kevin. It what is are you in doing? the bag. I no, was wiping you, up. The no, you do it so it. that then you. Okay. I'm gonna go throw it away. All right. Please. All right. We'll be back <laughs> next. I gotta go wash my hands. All right. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. See ya. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You know who I'm most worried about so far today that I have not seen on the injury report, but have also not seen any sign of while we are at Colts camp here, Kevin? Who's that? The rooster. Oh, jeez. Did he sleep in? Do you think that was the rooster's dung? That, that, <laughs> that might have been the rooster itself. My favorite thing is, is Kevin's like, those are grass clippings. Grass clippings? Yeah. It's a pile My of eyesight has never been a strength, Mark. Uh, Clearly. And, and the closer that I got to that, it was, um, it was poop. That was and that was not from a dog either. I mean, oh, that, that, I'd love to know the animal. I know, but there are so there's like five bulls out here that I've never noticed before. Not not of the Chicago variation, but actual live. And I think I've told you my dream in life: pet cow. When I, Shannon is well aware that eventually, um, house in Wyoming, seven rescue dogs and one cow. It's going to be my. Can you think of a better way to bring in our next guest? <laughs> Well, I'm, he should be glad that you picked up the dung. I did. I did. Kylan Granson, Colts tight end, joins us now. Kylan, we are located here just um, off the north practice field at Grand Park. Uh, early on in camp, we were out here. You made a terrific one-handed grab in front of us. And, Kylan, I just deposited of some animal poop here on this Tuesday morning. So when you make that one-handed grab, you've got nothing to worry about today, all right? All right. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Hey, let's begin with this. We were just talking about this, Kylan, Kevin, and I. You know, I think you've got a great opportunity here. I think you know that. Obviously, you are right in the mix when it comes to the tight ends. And, you know, you've had a a good camp. You've been around the entire time. There have been some injuries. But when you come into a camp like this at a position like that in a crowded tight end room, I know there's competition, but at the same time, there's teamwork. Take me through just kind of the – the mindset of knowing that you're battling for spots, but at the same time you're doing it with guys, just the competition overall at the position, is it the strongest it's been since you've been here in your short time in the league? Um, yeah, I, def- I definitely say so. Um, we've got a lot of bodies in the room right now, um, and competition's fierce, but you know, as you said, it's kind of like a weird mix of teamwork and competition where – like, yeah, you're fighting for a job, but at the same time, you got to go in, win a game on Sunday with these guys. And so you got to build some chemistry with them because you're going to be playing with them. Um, but, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun learning from some of these guys. It's been fun teaching some of these guys and just getting around so many diverse, you know, such a diverse room with so many different, you know, bases of talent. Um, it's been a fun time. I have always felt like that, 
the tight end position, especially with and when I say young quarterbacks, I don't even necessarily mean young players in the league, but guys that are getting acclimated to a new roster, which you've obviously, you know, the Colts have had that the last couple of years. But that the tight end position might be the most important because those guys are always kind of safety nets. You know, that that's the guy that when quarterbacks are trying to get in rhythm, the short passes, the the blocking game, etc. How much have you have you felt that obligation from a tight end standpoint, and how critically important is it with Anthony Richardson? Yeah, I mean it's always there. Um, we are the safety net. You know, we're always a little short over the middle or to the side pass. You know, that gets you a few yards, kind of keeps the momentum of the drive going or gets it started. Um, but yeah, it's definitely important with a young guy such as they are because you know. Um, if you want to start a drive out strong and you need a quick completion, look to us. <laughs> Kylan Granson joins us here. Again, he is in his – is this going to be year three or year four? I probably should double-check that for Kylan Granson. Uh, Fourth-round pick out of SMU. The same draft as his high school teammate. That would be Sam Ellinger. Um, Kylan joins us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Kylan, how would you describe – maybe put in baseball – terms for us. I guess it's fitting Grand Park. There's tons of baseball diamonds up here. Uh, put it in baseball terms. How would you describe the ball and the fastball that's coming out of Anthony Richardson's hands? Oh, yeah. Definitely fastball. Definitely got some heat behind it. <laughs> uh, that's that's, uh, that's been showcased quite a few times here at camp. Um, but he's also got a nice sidearm, too. Like, he'll surprise you with it. And you wouldn't think it'd be that big of a deal. But then, like, when you're used to the ball coming and uh, a certain trajectory and then it suddenly changes because it's coming from a different position. It kind of, you know, kind of shocks you a little bit, but it also shocks the defense too. So it's nice to nice to get used to that. But yeah, he definitely can, uh, he can get it to you a, couple, a few different ways. And it's been fun um, just you know, learning how he plays. It's funny you say he can shock the defense too. I went back and watched that ball he threw to you over the middle. That was a great catch on Saturday. I thought it was probably Anthony's best throw too. You look back at that play from like the end zone copy, and I'm like, how in the world did that ball get through the Buffalo linebackers? Did you like, could you see Anthony on that play? Uh, was there any moment for you over the middle where you're like, man, I cannot believe he got that ball through that window? <laughs> I can see him. And then I could see the ball leaving his hands, and then all of a sudden it was in my arms. So <laughs> it was one of those where it just boom, it just kind of apparates into your into your possession. And you just get to turn up field and make a play. <laughs> okay, so Kylan, let me ask you this: two part question. Kylan Granson, the Colts tight end, is our guest. Um, two part question for you here: with any player that. We all know. I mean, we all know that eventually the keys are handed over to Anthony Richardson. That's and a lot of his develop his development is a huge part of this season. Take me through in camp so far. Give me one play or one moment where you you saw something and said to yourself, "Right there, that's exactly why this guy was taken in the top five. And then also give me a moment where you said to yourself, "Right there." That's the reminder that this is a rookie that is still learning and I need to work with him. Um, I'm thinking uh, of that pick in Buffalo um, when we had that little interception. That was that was one where he reminded me that you know he's still a young guy. But then that throw over the middle where he fits it in that impossibly tight window, I was like, okay, 
this guy can put the ball in a certain space. And then he also used his leg spot a few times to, to escape the pocket. And I'm like, okay, okay. You know, I'm used to having, you know, some more immobile quarterbacks. It's nice having someone being able to run a little bit. You know what I mean? It feels like this franchise, Kylan, has done I – don't, I don't think there's any secret about this. There's been kind of a reset, right? I mean, obviously – back-to-back years there were veteran quarterbacks that that were in the huddle with you now it was okay we're gonna start kind of start over a little bit from a a team standpoint and from an individual standpoint how challenging is that um i mean i wouldn't say it's that much more challenging than the previous years i mean those guys still had to come in and learn a new offense and learn new players and all that um, it is a little different with some young, uh, younger guy, um, just getting him used to the speed of the game and some of the nuances that come with that. Um, but I'd say overall, I wouldn't approach it as much as a challenge as it is, you know, just a new experience. Well, that's the thing. Like, do you have is there a patience that comes with it? Because you know, the bottom line is, you're an athlete, man. You want to win games, and you want to win games now. But yet, if it's a franchise that's saying, "Well, we're more interested in lo- in the long term vision here," how do you balance that, like mentally? Um, you know, it's it's always the, it's always good to have a competitive mindset. And like you said, you want to win, you want to win now. But at the same time, if you're just crushing on a guy who's trying to you know, do his job, and this is his first time in the business, and, you know, it's a lot on his plate, and, you know, he's getting paid a lot of money to do it, but at the same time, he's only human. I mean, he is superhuman, I'll give you that, but at the same time, it's a lot to throw on a young quarterback's shoulders. So, you know, just putting myself in his shoes, you know, having a little bit of empathy for him, um, <laughs> it really helps you kind of balance it because you're like, wow, this guy has picked up a lot, and he started to deliver already. So, you know, as long as I got some patience with him, uh, and we treat him, you know, as a young guy, as he is. Uh, I think he's going to do wonders for us. Kylan, how would you describe Shane Steichen's personality? Oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's a man of high character. Um, he's fun, though. Like, on the sideline, he's a lot of fun. Um, he's jawing a little bit. Um, he brings a little bit of juice. Um but, yeah, he's a lot of fun. He's kind of unique. I haven't had a coach quite like him yet. He strikes me, again, with us, he's all ball. Like, you don't you don't get any of the, you know, maybe high energy kind of laughing behind the scenes that I feel like you guys have gotten a little bit more of. But there's something there than just, like, brainiac wizard when it comes to football, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, innate aura about him, you know. It just kind of he just exudes a certain presence. How often does Jim Mercer saddle up next to you to talk about SMU football? <laughs> you know, when I first got here, we talked a little bit about it, you know. Uh, but since then, we've had bigger, more important issues. Um, you know, so, back in the ponies, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I would imagine, like, Ursay. Look, he likes talking about rock music, and he likes talking about you know beatnik writers. But SMU football is right there towards the top. I would think of things Mustangs that, that he's passionate about. You know what, Kyle? And I'll say this: SMU undoubtedly top five uniforms, like color scheme and and helmet logo in in college football. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And they they started they had whenever I was there, they had started to really up that design game and we got some cool new helmets cool new uniforms 
we like upped our social media and everything. So yeah, I got I got to be a part of that right when they were starting to launch like their their revamp and we had our ten win season since, you know, the Pony Express back in the old days. But, oh man, I mean that, and that campus I mean everything about SMU, all I'll say is this, I mean I'll keep it as a family program, but like I would imagine SMU, like, life had to be good at SMU. Man. Are you saying talent? They got a yeah, lot of talent. Yeah, they got a lot of talent at SMU. A lot of talent at SMU. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, 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 a, it's a fun place to play. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> uh-huh. Kylan, yep. we will end with this one. Um, either side of the ball, the player you've been most impressed with here in camp? Ooh, either side of the ball. Well, I definitely have to say AR would be one. Um, like, yeah, uh, yeah, AR. He, he's he's my choice, you know, young quarterback. Um, I remember when me and Sam came in because we came in together, and it was a lot to pick up for us. Um, but then just to be thrown into the flames, you know, day one, you know, with the ones and stuff, that's a that's a totally new experience. I know. Um, do so you guys? The way he's... Go ahead. Sorry about that, Kylan. Do Do you guys, when you have a player that is an integral part of your offense? And a wonderful talent. I mean, obviously we know Jonathan Taylor is a great player. No question about it. And I don't know him. Seems like a nice guy. It's disingenuous to say I know him well. And I understand it's a business. But is it is it challenging or is it just distracting for you guys when I'm sure you, like we, are wondering day to day when he's going to be out? Um, You know, I haven't really been included in all that, you know, that business over there. Um, I really haven't looked into it at all. Um, and as far as his whole situation, I'll have to de- to defer to Coach Shane because I'm not, you know, totally locked in, as I said. But, um, you know, I love him as a player and I love him as a, as a person. Um, so whenever he gets back, he gets back, you know. Kylan Granson, it's a big year three for him, and he has been out here producing every single day, dating back to the spring. Uh, obviously, a crowded tight end room, and Kylan Granson's done a nice job here this offseason. Kylan, thanks for the time this morning. Good luck today. Good luck this week with the joint practices and uh, here in this third NFL season. Yes, sir. Watch out for me now. <laughs> All right. Number 83, we will. Kylan Granson, always filled with energy, Jake. The nice thing is he doesn't have to worry about – he doesn't have to watch out for – and he piles on the field now, thanks to you. Right? Well, just piles in short yardage, but not any feces piles. That's right. I mean, Kevin, do you get to hit man. the anvil now at one of the games since you cleaned up the poo? I should. I do should. they still do that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. Basically, they like rotate Joe Wright's, Bill Brooks, Ring of Honor person, Blue, Tyrese Halliburton. Who else is on the rotation? McAfee. Had <laughs> McAfee, yeah. He's on the rotate. Yeah, they I just rotate those listen, eight every year. I, I'm all about – If we have an Olympian, usually the Olympian I, I slides in there for one. I don't one. really understand the anvil thing. I, I'm not gonna Doesn't every it. NFL stadium have, like, light the torch, light the, wave the 12th man flag? I just never understood the anvil thing because we're not necessarily like an – I mean, that's like a Pittsburgh thing, right? Like a like a steel mill. Oh, did you see the blue-collar effort of me picking up that poop? <laughs> okay. That was good teamwork by us there. You got the trash bag. I got I, down the there. The trash bag came in handy, didn't it? The poop, it did remind me of something that, that, that would come out of Max, if I'm going to be totally uh, okay. honest with you. Okay. Just a paint uh, of visual. Yep, there we go. Paint Thank of you. The, the okay. video quality Thank on the YouTube stream yep. is not, you know, 
HD, to say the least. So I just wanted to make sure everyone had a good visual. Uh, speaking of Mac, shout out uh, listener Brock Jake. His son Knox turning one years old today. Just sent a picture of it of a uh, uh, little baby Knox. So shout out to Knox. Happy Heck birthday, yeah. Brock and Knox. I like it. Uh, we are live here at Grand Park practice in an hour. Bob Kravitz at eight thirty. Andy Sweeney, new morning show host. I'm sure he's thrilled with his partner's efforts today. Is that person climbing the fence over there? Is that allowed? Where? Um, that, that 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 man just climbed that fence. Did over he really? There. Yeah. I think he lives there. <laughs> We're gonna investigate. We're investigating the cattle. Inspector Gadget live here in Westfield. We'll be back. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Do you have like nicknames your family uses for games? Yeah, probably just like sure. inside jokes. Right, right. This might be an inside joke, but my in-laws call a version of Domino's the poop train game. Okay. Well, Mark, Mark, this this went this went a direction we weren't anticipating. Any familiarity with that? I'm speechless right now. I, I, I don't know if this is the exact <laughs> version of Domino's, but you've got these I little trains, and there's head. a brown train, and it's always it's okay. open. And we call it the poop train game, and, and it's a very fun Mark, game. Mark, Mark is staring at the floor. Mark, Mark, Doctor, he said poop train, brown train, <laughs> open right, holes. Right. What are we doing? I, right I did now? not say any open holes. I said an open train. <laughs> I, I got some clarity. Dan goes. It's actually called Mexican train dominoes. I'm 50, which means I'm like, I don't know, probably two thirds the way to where I'm playing the poop train in the afternoons anyway. I guess. <laughs> Mark, can you Google this, please? Not yeah, in, yeah. Not, let not, me do that on my name. Let me look that up not, on a work not computer. Google image, just Google it, just like sure. normal. Why, what the hell do I have to lose at this point? Fuck. You let me know what you find when you Google the hat. Boy, a lot of poop talk here in the first hour. Kevin Aquari, eight o'clock hour. Cleaned up some poop about a half hour ago, threw you know that what? in the trash. I got a bone to pick with you, by the way. Oh, geez. So we're, we're in a, a tented area here, and I totally understand, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, I, I tend to agree with you from a strategy standpoint here, but the, the tent that we – we are facing the practice field of the Indianapolis Colts here for training camp. To the back of us is – the area where the fans come through. Correct, yeah. Uh-huh. And we are inside a tented area. There is a, a fairly brisk wind that is coming from the west and coming at our back. We had closed the tent, which then sealed off that wind and increased the temperature, which is challenging, uh, by probably 10 to 12 degrees. You being a man of the people, which I, I can appreciate and understand the strategy of it, but you said, let's open that up so that fans can see us broadcasting. And that is the smart play. I get it. Gates are open. But let me tell you something. I'm about to close that flat, buddy. It is freezing. I'm freezing. Listen, I'm old, man. I'm old. I got degenerative heart problems. I mean, come on. There should be a rule in place. If you clean up poop, you get to make the decisions on the show for the next two hours. I'm telling you right now, these two women walking past are saying to themselves, these two guys are morons for having this tent open. That's what they're saying. It's freezing out here. Look at this. See? Look, they have – I mean, they they love being able to peer in at this, this, obviously, the optics here. But it's freezing. And and now you can hear it. They made the smartest move of the day, and that was by rocking jeans. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea it was going to be. 
your guy's climbing the fence. I know, Kevin. I'm dangerous. He's, <laughs> you think he's going to make it over there? For those that have been out to Grand Park, picture where Jim Mersey's bus was just north of this uh, north field here. Uh, and I assume the guy that owns that property, he's now climbing the fence. I want to interview back him about his, his property. Cattle. What do you, do you think, think he did to come over here? Like, did he need to use the porter potty? That's a good question. Do you think he'll let me go pet his cow? I'm going to say no. Colts began practice here less than an hour. It is a chilly and overcast start to this Tuesday morning. Again, just three practices left at Grand Park. Joint sessions with the Bears tomorrow and Wednesday, or excuse me, tomorrow and Thursday evening. Weather looks pretty good for both of those practices and should warm up. Jake, I hope. Something that I think, and this is a credit to the guy first off, it's the midway point of August. And Shaquille Leonard has t- totally changed the type of conversation I thought we'd be having on him. You know what? We haven't talked about his health at all, right? I mean, and that's a good thing, I'm saying. He's changed the conversation to when will he practice, how much is he going to practice, to how does he look? Is he back to his old self? And I did not think we would be to that point by August 15th. But we are here. We are to the point now with Leonard that, to me, it's no longer about the quantity of his reps. It's now about the quality of his reps. How does he look? Is he back to his old self? Is this a guy that's going to play every snap like he used to? Those sorts of questions. And, Jake, why I think that is relevant is because you can't ignore the fact that Shaquille Leonard is paid like one of the best linebackers in the NFL. And so you need him to be at that peak level. And the reality of the situation is this. While he has had a really nice start to camp quantity-wise, again, you've got to live in reality. And the reality is, after this season, the Colts can get out of that contract in a somewhat manageable financial manner. It's not the biggest cap hit in the world. And you've got to explore that if, for some reason, you don't feel like he's living up to the $100 million contract he signed a few years ago. He's under contract through 2026. So he's not in a contract year anytime soon. But given the fact that you can get out of that contract, Jake, I think this is pretty much a contract year for Leonard. Now, at least it should be. What's interesting is this. When you talk about the good contract that he has, and he does have a good contract, he earned it for certain. He okay. is a critical piece. He is a good one for him, not necessarily good for the team. Right. Okay, now. To that point, who's the agent that got it for him? Uh, Jonathan Taylor's agent. Which is, you know, and, and so clearly there was goodwill between those two at one point, and then with Jonathan Taylor, you know, obviously as Stephen Holder has reported, Taylor very, like, methodically went through interviewing different agents essentially to find out what agent was best going to um, draw a line in the sand for him which is curious but but back to Shaquille Leonard you're right I mean I think it's a it is a positive without question for the Colts that he is one guy that we have not probably talked a lot about during the camp which is good right because he was the epicenter of conversation for the last year or so when when you're talking about this team I mean there has always been some drama. It's like you, you, you move one drama out and you have another one go in. That's been the challenge for certain. But kudos to him. And I'll give Shaquille Leonard a lot of credit, man. He, he is one guy that, you know, whatever he had to do to, to, to drive himself or, or push himself or motivate himself, create doubt that he, ha- he, that he thought that other people had about him, 
you know, so far it's paid off because he is probably, in my opinion, he's probably exceeded the expectation most people had of what he would be able to do at this point. You know, it's something I think to watch with Leonard too. As he gets older, as he deals with more physical ailments, does his game per se change at all? And I think that's kind of a dangerous thing to go through, but it's probably a little bit of how life in the NFL works. Leonard is an exceptional athlete. He also plays the game at 215 pounds. He's got to be one of the lightest linebackers in the NFL. 215 pounds would be light for a college linebacker. Right. And so, you know, he needs that peak sideline-to-sideline ability. If that is limited, or instead of being the 99% athlete on NFL standards, if he's now the 85%, can he make up for that instinctually? Because he is a very instinctual player. But again, that's kind of a slippery slope, but I think that is something to watch now. So for me, the conversation with Leonard has changed from he's going to play this season. I don't think there's any doubt in that. I mean, hell, he played on Sunday, or he played on Saturday. Now it's how is he going to play? Because he makes a huge amount of money and the Colts need to make sure they're getting return on that investment as he enters a year with the Colts having the chance to get out of that contract after the season. By the way, did you happen to see excuse me, did you happen to see yesterday the big story in the NFL that we haven't really touched on? Um, the story about Michael Orr and yes, the I did. blind side. Um, yeah, just sad. And I guess Hollywood, right? Yeah, well here's the thing. For those that are unfamiliar, I, I, I think most people are familiar with the story of the blind side, which is Michael Orr who was who grew up in a, in a very bad environment in the city of Memphis and then was taken in by a wealthy family who happened to be boosters and alum of the University of Mississippi, which is where he played collegiately. And in the movie The Blind Side, I mean, it mentions that he was adopted by them. Um, and I'm going to get the, the terminology incorrect here. But essentially, Michael Orr, apparently just this February according to a lawsuit that was filed he just now it was illuminated to him that the the paperwork that in which he had signed it was not an actual adoption but rather one that gave his intellectual properties or some of the assets of his name the rights of that to the family that had taken him in and that Therefore, a lot of the money from the movie and etc. did not go to him. And the family profited off of his name. And I know a lot of people, and I understand it. And I'm, ge- I'm giving very loose generalities of the synopsis there. Conservatorship, right? Conser- it's kind of like Britney, Britney Spears stuff. Yeah. And so I've heard a lot of people ask this, and I think it's a very fair question. Like, how could that even be the case? There's no way. Like, there's no way. This has to be Michael Orr that's trying to now profit in some way or it's a money issue. I can't speak to that situation. And I'm not going to speak to that situation because I don't know. But I do see a lot within, and I get it. I think there are a lot of people that see young people and oftentimes sports are how we get introduced to the plight of young people you you will hear about a young athlete that comes from a challenging socioeconomic background or familial breakdown background or whatever it may be and athletics are the reason that those people get put 
into the limelight where you're then where then somebody who is not inside of that neighborhood then becomes aware of their situation i don't think that's uncommon but i think what then happens is and i i have seen this where somebody then in the initial at the outset has the the best interest of the young person at heart but then they look at it and they go wow there's a lot of like potential fame and fortune around this this young person and like i'm going to be there in their corner and then all of a sudden i'm their representation and i'm the, the the middleman and it just becomes murky and becomes ugly and i can understand why people would think like in this situation with michael or like how could he not have known well, I mean, you're talking about somebody that is from a background where the naivete, how would he have known? You know, I think that... that yeah, he was 18 years us, old when he signed these papers. Yeah, but, but, but again, I mean, sometimes, Kevin, one's life experience might have them be 18 going on 30, but their level of understanding of of things they're 18 going on 10 oh sure yeah i'm not i, I, I mean i was simply pointing out his age r- right i mean if you are somebody who for the better part of your upbringing doesn't have a mentor a guy you know somebody that has truly has your best interest at heart i could see you being completely naive to what exactly you're getting yourself into it's a sad situation i don't know i have no idea in this particular case who's right and who's wrong but I do think that when you look at particular in the intermix and the blending of youth sports and overzealous at times capitalistic parents, it is a – all I'm saying is this. I understand people's hesitation and skepticism towards this situation of the player. You know, how possibly could he have been that naive? And I would ask people to be a little bit more open-minded about – the dangers to some young people that are not introduced to proper structures within their life and therefore have a huge naivete where they can be exploited very easily. Yeah, I, again, I well, obviously it all plays out. To me, it seems a bit black and white that clearly they took advantage of him in this situation. Um, you know, Michael Orr has never been a fan of the movie. He's been pretty outspoken about that. Um, he feels like it paints him in a extremely unintelligent um, I don't, state of mind, if you will, at a young age, and he feels like that was not an act accurate depiction of him at all and he said that that's kind of he feel like felt like it's kind of hurt his reputation around the nfl he says it really takes for teams to get to know him for them to be like oh the movie wasn't really right about you you are like smart and you weren't you know coming from oh you know whatever i couldn't read at you know high school age or however that i like i kind of forget how yeah they painted, how much the movie they painted him in the most. movie as just this big like yeah dumb offensive dumb, tackle yeah exactly or i guess growing into an offensive yeah. tackle that, like didn't even know what he was doing until she's like you know she was the one that that brought him completely out of his shell and that kind of thing yeah one thing to add on it just from the number standpoint uh michael orr's court filing with this said that the two biological kids of the tui family made two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars each off of the film and then plus on top of that they got 2.5 percent of the net proceeds from the film so if you add up all of that the film i think grossed more than 300 million so certainly they made quite a lot of money off of Michael Orr, who what he is saying is he had no idea that this was happening when he signed those papers at the age 
of 18. Uh, gutting it out in, in this weather with us is Bob Kravitz. I assume it was not like this for the Springsteen concert? It was not. It was the most perfect weather ever for the Springsteen concert. We'll talk Springsteen concert. We'll talk Colts with Bob coming up. And on mostly the, Springsteen concert. On the other <laughs> side, before we get to him, let's uh, do a quick morning check down. The morning check down. On 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Uh, it's cold outside. It's not as cold as the icy relationship between Michael Orr and the family that allegedly adopted him, but now we found out that wasn't the case, and the Orioles won yesterday. Anything else you want to add? I cannot recall a full training camp practice this chilly. <laughs> it is blustery. I'm going to go out to my car. and I have, like, gym clothes in my car. I'm going to put on, like, seven T-shirts. Since you since you insist on this back tent thing being open, yeah, I mean you want to you you want to talk to people, you want to wave to people. There we go. Nobody wave wants to wave to us. Yeah. They're looking at the back of us anyway. I okay, just wave right there. Colts practice 9 a.m. Again, this is number 11 of 13 here at Grand Park. The guy behind Tomorrow. us has a sign that says Hammer and Nigel. I Tomorrow mean, what that tell you? and Thursday, their final days up here. It'll be joint ses- sessions with the Chicago Bears. Uh, Major League Baseball notes from yesterday: pretty quiet day on the diamond here from a local standpoint. Reds going to start a series. The Guardians coming up. The Cubs start a series with the White Sox. The Marlins did win yesterday, and that is of note because they are clinging to that final wild card spot. Now a full game up on the Cubs and the Reds. I think I think my nose is running now. You have this tent open. Unbelievable the softness with this. Bob, you see why he's moving to noon to three? <laughs> no. Nah. He can't handle the truth. Bob Kravitz, Substack, he joins us on the other side. Kevin Aquaria here, 93.5, 107.5. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Five the fa- Did Jake Query quit already? Apparently. Don't you guys know it's cold? You're both wearing shorts. What the I, hell well, is that about? So, Bob, I, I don't know if you've ever been here before, but you know, I got two young kids, and yeah. my clothes, my closet space, not abundant in our house. Not abundant. Not so, abundant. my closet is in Max's room. Mm-hmm. I didn't check the night before that it'd be this chilly, I so did. I went shorts. Uh, didn't feel like tiptoeing in Max's room. You don't want to ruffle those feathers. No. He seemed to be sleeping soundly. So I've made the mistake of shorts right now. Still, still a rookie mistake. Anyway. Very rookie parent mistake. And Jake Query has literally quit Mark Dykton. He is nowhere to be found. He's, he's already started the afternoon show. No, nowhere to be found. Matt Taylor, have you seen Jake Query? Negative. He just throw, threw in the white towel. He had enough of you, Bob, maybe at the, at the spring Apparently spring concert. so. I mean, a couple of rounds of Jeopardy and hell and... He took off. <laughs> uh, we will get to the Springsteen concert whenever Jake does uh, reappear here on this Tuesday morning. Uh, you care to tease what you're thinking about writing? For yeah, writing yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been going back and forth. I talked to Michael Lombardi, uh, the former uh, NFL uh, personnel guy. Talked to him yesterday. He feels like the Colts should just be hard asses about the whole thing and just let this guy rot. Now, I don't think so. I think at this point, at this point, they need to think about a trade. Yeah, I, I would say that right now the Colts just aren't in a position from a statement game standpoint, if you will. Right. You know, if you do not want to extend him on a multi-year basis, um, I don't think you can play the whole picket fence game. I think no. I, I think you have got to say, all right, what return can we get on him? And you and I talked about this before. 
coming on air, this goes back so much to 2020 when Jim Irsay hopped on the COVID Zoom during the draft and said, trade up for Jonathan Taylor, Chris. Right, right. You love him, and now three years later, seemingly you're tanking a second-round pick and you don't love him enough to extend him. Exactly right. And look, it seems to me, and we, we look, we don't know what Jonathan Taylor's people are asking for. So it, we should mention that in fairness. It may be outrageous. They may be asking for $13, $14 million a year over the long term. But a stalemate does nobody any good. And right now I feel like Jonathan Taylor is fighting for something bigger than, than him, which is running backs. And I feel like like Jim Irsay is fighting for something bigger than him, which is the CBA that they signed what seven ten years ago um which put you know basically put running backs in this position so i don't know i mean if if there's a way to figure it out i would hope they'd figure it out because he is one of their you know true you know players who makes a difference as our friend rick venturi would say an ambient player sure sure but uh failing that failing that Get something for him because this season, look, they're not they're not going to be very good with him, but they're going to be horrible without him. So uh, go out and get yourself some draft picks and and build for the future. But Bob, doesn't it seem like? Wait, wait, time out, Landon, Landon, can you turn this camera so they can see Jake? This is pathetic. I got, hey, I got no problem with it. You just totally missed the first four minutes of the segment to go grab a blanket. Well, I didn't realize. I mean, we we have to park like I mean we're at, we have to park in Lebanon, right? Mark, are you seeing this? Look, uh, not, I got no good problem. Good Lord, Jake. He's wrapped in a Snuggie. A Snuggie. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, have, I have a blanket in my car, and I'm like, you know what? You just had to have Bob carry the first resources. five minutes of the segment. He, I, at first, I thought you had had enough of him. At Did the you concert. guys already break down the Springsteen no, concert? No, we, we have were, not. We were uh, waiting for you and your so, blanket. You can they fire snuggie. up some hot well, chocolate for you out there? Listen, Glory Days was playing. Jake, hot, nowhere to be found. Hot toddy. Hey, mm, you guys say what you want. I'm comfortable. That, that's all that matters to me. Life is about my comfort. Yeah. Um, Bob, to me, the Taylor situation is intriguing because kind of at no fault of either side, the timeline, the timelines just don't add up now. They don't. Because if you're Taylor, you're looking at it and you're saying, look, I've got three to four. Based on the average run, and I'm not talking Adrian Peters and Frank Gore. Right. Based on the average running back lifespan. Jonathan Taylor's got, let's say, three, maybe four years at the most, years left of high-quality, you know... Production. Production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Colts are now... They, they set back their timeline where they're like... They're now three to four years from being where they want to be. But So if you're Taylor, you're like, I don't want to be part of that. No. I, I'm, I'm amazed that DeForest Buckner and guys like that right. have not asked out. Because who wants to be part of a complete rebuild? If you're the and that's what it is, right? I mean, can we be honest? Complete rebuild. I mean, you know, you still have Shaq, and God knows how he's going to play. He's looked pretty good so far in camp, but who really knows? Um, You you still have Quentin. You still, I still think you have a pretty good offensive line. Starters, depth is a whole different story. but, you know, you don't have the wide receivers. You don't have the established quarterback. You know, this is a defense. Rick was pointing this out to me the other day. You know, we gave them a break last year because they were always on the field. They were the worst fourth-quarter defense in the National Football League. 
So that tells you something, too. You know, the, the rebuild itself, is it entirely based, Bob, on the timeline of Anthony Richardson? Absolutely. I, I, I mean, if he – if. And we've seen quarterbacks that have taken like a duck to water. We've seen quarterbacks that have just taken forever. I, you know, maybe his improvisation skills accelerate it a little bit. But I think it's fair to say that people need to be prepared for the fact that it's entirely possible that weeks one, three, and seven, he looks all world. And mm-hmm. weeks two, four, six, and ten, he looks like total garbage. Well, people have to remember the magic number here is 13. He played 13 Division One college football games. I mean, people are saying, well, look at Peyton. He had, you know, he went through the growing pain. Peyton played well over 40 college games at Tennessee. Right. All these guys have played a lot of games. The big thing is, how will he handle failure? And I've talked with Ryan Leaf about this, and Ryan Leaf obviously did not handle failure well. Zach Wilson did not handle failure well. I think this kid can handle failure. I think he's got the right stuff. And I'm very curious this week to see if he starts to get the first team reps because I think they need to start preparing him to be the the week one starter. And Bob, by all account, and I want to be very clear to people, as I've said before, you know, we can sit here and interview guys after practices every day for five straight years, and it doesn't mean that behind closed doors we truly know them. We don't. But from what we're able to see, Anthony Richardson does seem like a guy that you can rally around. That you'd say, you know what, I, th- this guy seems to have a, a maturity about him, and and just he, he. In other words, I think Ryan Leaf. I wasn't covering Ryan Leaf, but there are players that you could see. Johnny Manziel comes to mind. Oh, sure. That you could see. Were, thought they were above learning. I, this guy doesn't seem that no, way. He no. seems ready to learn. He does. He. he, he I, I just. There's, a, there's something about him, and I can see what the Colts saw beyond the raw physical talent, which is ample. So, um, yeah, I, uh, look, I started out this training camp thinking, yeah, maybe you play Minshew for a couple of games. Yeah, what, what has changed, if you don't mind me asking? Because yeah. you, you were one that was certainly playing Minshew yeah. early versus yeah. Richardson. Well, you know, I like to change my mind all the time, but uh, it's columnist prerogative. But uh, seeing him stack a couple of good practices here last weekend and the way he looked in Buffalo. And I realize you can't read too much into any preseason game. It's very vanilla. But I just saw something there that told me, you know what? This kid might be ready for for the football wars. He might be ready to go in there and try and lead this team. And, you know, at this point, if you're not going to bring Jonathan Taylor back, what else you got? Substack.com slash Bob Kravitz. It's bobkravitz.substack.com. Oh, oh, okay. That's okay. Kravitz. But you know the one, one great time. thing? I didn't realize this, Bob. Say that again, Bob. Uh, bobkravitz.substack.com. Got it. Um, the cool thing is if you subscribe to Substack, you get the access to anybody who's writing on it. I mean, like it, it gives you the – I don't know if you knew that or not, but I like didn't. when I did it um, – and I bought the year membership. It, it then it then recommends like, hey, would you like to read? And it has other people yeah. on there, and you can you can select them, and then you have access. It's like, you know, it's basically yeah. like like a newspaper, right? right? I mean, you're you're one of them in the stack of newspapers. It, basically, it, it depends on whether it's a paid subscription or not. Sometimes, like you know, Tyler Dunn does uh, Go Along, which is a great website for football 
fanatics. Yeah, but it, most it's mostly a paid site, so you can go to him and maybe read three paragraphs, and then you got to pay because we got to pay the bills. Right. Uh, you know, but it's a really cool see. It's a really cool setup. You know, it lets me do what I want, when I want, how I want. Um, you know, nobody lording over me. So it's uh, it's been a good thing. You can write about Springsteen. I can write about Bruce Springsteen. I can write about uh, doing illegal things on occasion. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> not, and hey, I, not where we were, though. No, it was perfectly legal where we were. Right. I, in fact, I'll tell you what. I didn't even... The second, Break down the car ride The, the secondhand here. smoke was pretty overwhelming. I don't know if you guys noticed, but... Second, in Wrigley? At Wrigley, yes. It was pretty As opposed to the car? No, it wasn't, not in the car. Not in the car. I do want to hear about the concert, but I do want to ask you one quick thing before we get into the concert details and, of course, the car ride details. Um, last time we had you on, you had just written about Pat McAfee yeah. and the Larry Nassar joke that he had made, and you were pretty upset with Pat about that. Did you hear from him at all? I never did. Okay. Never did. I was, no. I was just curious about did that. Did not. Did not. But, uh, no, the, the ride was great. I... Jake's one of my favorite people, and I, I would say that even if he wasn't here, the uh, ego might bring the test down. Well, if you continue a little to bit, say that. but it, it just—you have a very unique mind. The way the way your mind works is very unusual, and he—he's got to see. The man has a story or a trivia for everything. Mm-hmm. It was not yep. a boring three-hour ride, believe me. Except when guys on the right. This is so crazy. Guy on the right tries to tries to merge damn near hits us twice <laughs> he does not he's in the middle of a story and he does not skip a beat you know it's like we damn near got killed out here <laughs> it wasn't my fault on the dan ryan and he's like but like i was saying yeah back at eastwood you know what though i it, funny thing though Bob, I, I mean, like anybody from Central Indiana, I've been to Chicago 5,000 times right. in my life. Um, it was a fast drive. Like, we got up there and we're like, man, like we, we were just shooting the bowl and, yeah. and having fun. And, and it went pretty quick. And, uh, you know, it was a seamless trip for sure on the way up and the way down. And the, the funny thing about the concert itself when we went, so it would have been, was it a week ago? I guess a week, a week ago, ago tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Michael and I, at one point I said, I was like, I almost forgot that we're outside. Because it was literally like 70 degrees, no perfect. humidity. It was the perfect, perfect night. It yeah. was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Michael, Michael's a great dude. We we had a good time. That That's your first, was that your first Springsteen? Yes. And it was Michael's first Springsteen. Correct. Jake was blown away. I, I was. I, I mean, it's it was. incredible. How many times have you seen him? About 11 or 12. You know, oh, the, wow. Bob, the best way that I can describe it. For, for those that, because I, I think I said I, I've said on this show probably many times I'm not a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen I've always you know I mean you know all his songs right and I've always respected him and but I wanted to see him just because I've always heard that it's a you know a must see show it was literally and, and there's not many times that, that you experience this sports has the ability to do this for people and I think that oftentimes we go to sporting events because you're seeking this and hoping that it falls into place where it happens. But as Springsteen was playing, it was like this 40,000 person, like combined joint celebration of just being happy. Yes, absolutely. That's the best way I can describe it. Everybody was just collectively enjoying the experience together of celebrating whatever it was about life that makes them happy. It was a true, it's the true essence of rock and roll. Yeah. And the power that it can have 
over over people and yeah it, 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 I always felt that way at the Olympics being around people from all these different countries that we were all there for one reason to celebrate sport and be a part of something special and that's how I feel at Bruce Springsteen shows that we're all we're all in the same boat and we're we all have the same you know, passion for Bruce. And the Olympic Games that you have covered, and you, we, we talked about this on the drive. You've covered how many Olympic Games? About 12 or 13. Okay, and that's winter and summer, yes, right? Yes, yes, If you had to – Michael Phelps is going to be the obvious answer here, so I'll take him out of the equation. Okay. But if you had to think of one athlete mm. or one Olympic moment that you witnessed that – the country in which that person was representing was totally irrelevant because everybody in the arena felt a combined sense of, of true pleasure to be able to witness it. It would be who? Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. There is nothing like a 100-meter 100 100 dash in the Olympics. I mean, the entire stadium lights up and flash bulbs. It's like the beginning of the Super Bowl. And... When, when he comes out and he does his thing with the bow and arrow and everything, it's just magical. And so I would say, aside from Michael Phelps, who is far and away the most dominant Olympic athlete I've, I've, you know, I, I've come across. I mean, you could say Carl Lewis, but he was a little bit before my time. Um, what, Usain Bolt would, would be that guy. Is Usain, by the way, Carl Lewis was part of one of my trivia questions. On the uh, yeah, as a uh, matter of fact, he was. It, it, I always thought the silence before the 100-meter dash. Like yeah. When, yeah. when you think That's of the start not, of the Super yeah. Bowl, you yeah. think of the start of a basketball game, it's arguably the loudest point. You know, Everyone's hyped up, and, and they're playing the hype videos. And to your point, Bob, you know, when they announce each guy, they all do a little bit of a whatever, a routine. And yeah, Usain Bolt does, does, does the bow. But then all of a sudden, when they get in the blocks, yes. in just that 10, 15-second period you're waiting for the gun to go off i always think that's a really really the, cool the, the anticipatory silence is bolt awesome. his real last name yes i mean that's you, unbelievable you, you right Zane saint leo bolt i mean if your last name is bolt you, you have really fast. no choice right? you, you better be fast right. were you in rio for lily king i was and uh spent a lot of time with her parents uh yeah it, that was great I was down there for WTHR, I believe, and um, she she's such a character. Oh, she ah. speaks her mind. Yeah, she speaks her mind. She does not care. And what I love about her is we think of female athletes in a certain way. Yeah. And she's she's a badass. Mm -hmm. She yeah. is just mm -hmm. a badass. And she reminds me of a, a woman that I covered in Denver named Amy Van Dyken. I don't know if you remember her. Yeah. But she used to spit in the pool. In the, in the lane of her competitors. I mean, she was just, just a mean... And I thought picking up animal dung was going to be... <laughs> you know. Lily King has about her... And I think great athletes, a lot of times, Bob, we see this. Jordan had it, I think, to an extent. You know, I'm not saying Shaquille Leonard's in the level of Jordan, but Shaquille Leonard, to an extent, has this. I think Lily King does, too. They are driven by almost an inferiority complex that is almost totally fictionalized by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, I mean, you you look at... I mean, I remember Jordan's uh, uh, Hall of Fame speech where he's... Oh, it's like a the, list of everybody who'd wronged him, right? It's a list of grievances. It was terrible. But it, I thought that it provided... Uh, a, a, a look into his psyche right. and what motivates guys. Like, I, I, when I write a good column on that, those rare occasions, I don't sit there and say, 
That's for Mr. Egan, my social studies teacher in sixth grade who said I'd never amount to anything. I mean, it's just the joy of doing it. And I think we all generally do it for the joy. But I think with athletes, they need to find slights to motivate them. Right. I've never completely understood it. But that's that is the way it is. Well, go talk to Darius Shaquille Leonard that's out here. A, oh, I would right. say he is probably top of the list. He's busy players. back there liking tweets right now, right? No we are not. live here in Westfield. Colts players starting to trickle I've never out. Never been more comfortable onto the field. About 15 minutes away from practice number 11, Jake Query is wrapped in a snuggie here. It's not a snuggie. It's just a blanket on this Tuesday. No arms. Morning. No sleep. Is that a Winnie the Pooh snuggie? <laughs> New morning show host Andy Sweeney going to join us here in a few. No snuggie. Does he want to take him. over at nine? Well, I mean, pretty much you already kind of threw the white flag up for the first five minutes of this segment. Um, <laughs> it wasn't five minutes. Oh, oh at least. <laughs> yeah, at least five. Um, all right, Bob, who starts more games for the Colts this year, Anthony Richardson, Shaquille Leonard, or Jonathan Taylor? Well, Jonathan Taylor, definitely no. Um, I would say Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be their week one starter. I Does Jonathan he- Taylor start one game for the Colts this year? I don't think so. I, okay. think, I, I, I think they're at a stalemate, and if they do anything, they're either going to let him rot for no apparent reason or they're going to make a trade. So I would say he's not going to play for the Indianapolis Colts this year. Interesting. I was just going to ask you which is a higher number, games that Shaquille Leonard misses or games that Jonathan Taylor plays, but it sounds like you just answered yeah, that. I, yeah, I, I, just, I don't see how this thing gets fixed. Unless Chris Ballard, who you know usually is the adult in the room, unless he – is able to forge some kind of an agreement. But I, I don't know that that's going to happen. Do you think, Bob, and I think you, you know or understand him better than anybody in the local media when we're talking about Jim Irsay. Do you think that Jim Irsay came into the Jonathan Taylor situation, um, I'll say for lack of a better phrase, naive as to the level of grievance Jonathan Taylor had? I don't know about that. I just think that that initial tweet, which he said was not related to Jonathan, but certainly was. I mean, it was more of a general tweet about, hey, we made this CBA. Don't don't come crying to us. You guys, you collectively bargained this. And he's right. And, I mean, and he's right. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, things change. And I mean, clearly, Jonathan Taylor is not a $4.3 million running back, I, which is why I don't understand why you can't get up to 9, 10, 11 million for two years. I I don't understand, but again, we don't know what his goofball agent is asking, and yes, I say goofball, because... But the goofball agent from my understanding, Bob, is there because he's a goofball. Right. And Jonathan Taylor wanted a goofball to goof for him. Right. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, I hear people say, well, he's got this terrible agent. Jonathan Taylor could have gone to Harvard. He is an independent, smart young man. You know, what this guy is doing is what he hired him to do. You know, I mean, so this is on Jonathan Taylor. This is not on the agent. I'm saying his agent's kind of a goof, uh, and nobody's ever heard of him. Uh, I know he's Shaq's guy, but Jonathan Taylor is the one who's running the show here. Let's yeah, Taylor it. fired his agent for right. a reason. For a reason, yeah, absolutely. He clearly was upset absolutely. in the first place. The agent's just kind of added to that. Again, Bob Kravitz is with us here. BobKravitz.Substack.com. Sun's Bob. out. But yeah, Sun's the sun out. is out. Yeah. Before we can let, you, can you take off your uh, your, no. your twelve? I'm very, layers? I'm very comfortable. By the way, Terry took a picture of us and said, "Thanks for opening the tent." Okay. See, this okay. is why that you open. You the, do, you're a man of the people, the Kevin tent. Bowen. Coach Rick Venturi, right there. He'll be on the call coming up seven o'clock Saturday night. Coach, you going to get uh, the big guy in the booth, Ursay? 
Uh, haven't heard yet. Okay, all right. That, that's normally that. Uh, I was gonna say. I think oh, it, he'll be there. Believe me, <laughs> that could be, be the next Jonathan Taylor news item. It could be. Uh, Bob, any quick thoughts? IU Purdue football r- related as we get ready. I think when <laughs> I, I guess we'll start in Bloomington. Maybe <laughs> talk about tough questions. <laughs> when you're uh, when you're Tom Allen and in year six you're over under win totals three, three and a half. Yeah. that probably tells you everything you need to know about yeah. where your program is at. Who's, who's their quarterback? I, I don't even know who their I quarterback think it's is. going to be Trace's it, little brother. Trace's I mean, technically, brother? it's still competition. Right, um, right. But, uh, yeah, Taven Jackson, I, I, I assume, will be the starter. Obviously, whoever's the starter, it's quite the opponent week one with Ohio State. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm more interested in the new guy at Purdue. And, wow, Walters, uh, yeah. Yeah, Walters, and uh, they got with Hudson Card, is that his name? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, you know, sounds like he, he's got a chance. So, I think Purdue's got a chance to be decent, but it, it's – I'll be honest with you guys. I haven't paid a whole sure, hell of a lot sure. of attention uh, to college football in our area, at least yet. You know, let's let's wait a little while. All I know is, give it another year, and we'll be talking about Purdue and Indiana's chances going out to Oregon and Washington, right? Right. Year, two years, with, whatever it is. Probably doing with a new head coach in Bloomington. I would. You think? Venture. You think this is? You think I mean, if, given the is, doesn't the buyout drop a lot after this year? I think it does. And, the, and the money that. increases too. And not only that. Here's the thing for Indiana with the Tom Allen situation that I think is interesting. As Indiana gets set now and is on the cusp of being in a super conference that's going to have big-time television money and play against the Oregons, the Washingtons, the UCLAs, the USCs, yes, the competition increases, but so too does the spotlight. And does that now make it more of an appealing job than it would have been before because there are coaches that are going to say, I got to get on that – get in on that conference because it's the one conference that ain't right. going away. I also think this about IU, and you guys, I think, can both speak to this. When I was in college there, they were bad, but at least they were entertaining. They would score 30 right, a, right. a game with Tom Allen and a defensive-minded head coach and the turnover at offensive coordinator seemingly every couple of years. They haven't even been entertaining on that side of the ball. Uh, like it, Except for the pandemic year. They're sco- yeah, and again, I think, I, I think Allen I think honestly seeing, had the right personality. Seeing which players year, he might boy. tackle after a fourth-down stop is always fun. Yeah, that, right? that, is, that is interesting. Hey, Bob, thanks for manning the elements with this. Toughness exuded. Sun, sun came out. The, it's all beautiful, the sun is very welcomed, yes. Again, Bob Kravitz.substack.com. He Thank will be boys. writing on Jonathan Taylor here in a bit. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, guys. That's Bob Kravitz right there live at Grand Park. Mark, you thinking Jethro Toll tickets you, you, you want to give away during the break? Sure, let's said? do that. Pick a number. Uh, Jake, what do you want to go with? Three. Number three. Caller number three right now. Jethro Toll tickets coming up. White River uh, uh, TCU Amp- Amphitheater. Easy for me to say here in a few days. So we'll do that. Caller number three. 317-239-1070. Andy Sweeney, new morning show co-host, going to join us here in a bit as we get ready for Colts practice live here in West. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Kevin Aquarius. Kevin, I'm no rocket scientist, and and I'm cold, so it's hard for me to think straight. But uh, it appears as though the folks at uh, the I think it's Hershey Foods that does Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, they apparently have decided to do a marketing campaign to make sure that nobody ever again says Reese's. Did you notice that commercial? Uh, I did not. 
What did I miss? They have an ad that runs, and thank yeah. you, by the way, for advertising. Our, our fabulous sales staff is always here to help your advertising needs. Um, they, they have an ad there where they say Reese's like seven oh straight times. There goes my piece uh, of paper. Okay, well. Thank you, Casey Valle. Mock me all you want Casey. about the win there, Kevin. You're, you're the one to bring in the field. What an uh, effort by Casey they, out they, here. they repeatedly have a new campaign where they are saying Reese's over and over and over because for years it's been Reese's or Reese's as a debate. And they I just know they have 300 the items at a gas station. They do, man. They have, Unbelievable. They have, the, the, Thank the, you, the Casey Reese's, Valle. The Reese's candy folks have overtaken – they literally have overtaken the snack areas of the gas station like an amoeba. Uh, Colts practice starting up here in about five minutes. It looks like Brady and Smith. Andy Sweeney's getting his introduction to the Indianapolis sports media market here because he doesn't have a credential. Credential is needed. I did. I, I dropped mine earlier. Luckily, uh, I was able to find it. Uh, Braden Smith looks like he will be missing another practice. Um, he was out with a knee injury last week. We will update you on phone calls, the Kevin. Jonathan Taylor situation and if his attendance will be. Do you think we see Taylor today? No. I think we'd see him by now, probably, right? I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Usually it's about now that he comes out. He, because he's not participating, it usually takes a minute before he comes out. But Practice starting here in a few minutes. Again, just an hour-long practice at Grand Park. Once Andy Sweeney gets his credential situation figured out, he's going to join us live here in Westfield. Uh, practice number 11 for the Colts about to start. We're at Colts camp up in Grand Park in Westfield. Jake Quarry along with Kevin Bowen. Joining us now here on site. Now, it is a chilly morning, so Andy Sweeney, I cannot promise you that this will always be the case. But what I'd like to do, I don't think I'm doing this this morning for you. But in general, I'm trying to keep the seat warm for you for when you okay, uh, gotcha. when you take over here on Monday. But obviously, man, it's chilly out here. But welcome to Indianapolis. You, um, For those, I will allow you to introduce yourself to the listeners who are going to hear you starting on Monday at 7 a.m. Uh, but you come here from Louisville, and this is kind of your grand introduction to Indianapolis, a cold, blustery day at an NFL camp. Yeah, I was questioned about my credential immediately, or lack thereof, which I understand. You don't want just random guys in you know hooded sweatshirts uh, wandering around your uh, multi million dollar athletes. I can understand that uh, as Kevin sits down. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm ready to go. Cannot wait for Monday uh, from the from Southern Indiana, Louisville area. Been doing sports radio there for more than a decade. Uh, and this is a fantastic opportunity and I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go with uh, with all the happenings here in Indianapolis and uh, I'm fine. I mean, I think you text me. I was 40 minutes up the road. I'm commuting this week. Like, bring a sweatshirt. Uh, all, all those things are packed uh I, given that i'm moving because you know it's been 85 90 degrees right, right. in my life i mean even yesterday around here it was the exact same and thing. it probably will be tomorrow too, yeah right? probably will be tomorrow and so i'm like you know usually forethought i'm you know i'll think ahead and look at the the doppler if you will did not do that so i don't know if this sweatshirt's even mine i don't know where this well, came jake's from. got a snuggie if you want to snuggle up with you well, he's to... got it around his waist now like he's well, uh, an old guy cool. coming out of a sauna my that's, le- that's right no <laughs> If you, if you go to the gym where I do, they, they don't even give you the courtesy of that, unfortunately. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Guy yesterday came up to me. There's a guy at my gym, nice guy, but um, he came up to me, and he's wanting to talk to me about college football. I'm like, dude, can, like, how about you towel off? 
and, and get like drafts. good college football. Like, hey, Georgia's number one. Yes, or he, he wanted actually okay, he wanted to talk yeah. about the rankings or but Vanderbilt. He, but he's you know? buck naked, and I'm oh, like, come on, man. Like, well, I mean, like, he's just trying to be throw a towel on, right? Here. Yeah, uh, we're, we're live here in Westfield. Colts are getting ready to start practice. I took a quick little uh, walk down the sideline. Have not seen Jonathan Taylor yet, but we'll continue to keep an eye on that as reportedly back to Grand Park, still on the physically unable to perform list. So it's not like he was uh, going to practice today, but we'll continue to watch that hour-long session. And Andy Sweeney is with us. Uh, again, the wake-up call with KB and Andy. Is that there what we're we going go. with? That's what we're going with. I like it. I like it. Um, I guess well, it gave... doesn't matter if you do or not. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever the boss says. Uh, I... We chatted yesterday. We got some lunch yesterday. We had a nice little trip over. Have you been to First Watch, Jake? I went with you. Thanks for remembering. Oh, yeah. Well, that must be the go-to place, well, Jake, then. That's Whenever right. you start a new radio show, you go to First well, Watch. Honestly, that's when they told us. I think something was about to happen. <laughs> okay. that's so, right. so there's yeah. something good or bad uh, like, that's yeah, going yeah, to happen yeah. at First yeah, Watch. Said, Jake, enjoy this breakfast. You won't be up for one ever again. I said, Hope okay, your great. omelet's good because <laughs> we got some news <laughs> that, that, that we're about ready to hit you with. Uh, but in brief chats with you, you, uh, you like number five out here, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I do. Uh, listen, I, I followed obviously uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and Indiana back at my last spot, and I saw a lot of I saw a lot of Will Levis, <laughs> and oh so uh, I I knew that the Colts. Uh, I figured with the new coaching staff, they would not be taking Will Levis. A lot of fans there thought that Will Levis that's where he would go, and there's a ton of Colts fans in that area, obviously, uh, and so you know, so many people were Will Levis. Um, not in today's football. Not in, you know, the movement, being able to to run as a quarterback. I'm all about Anthony Richardson. I, I really am. Uh, it's the reason I took the job. I'm kidding, of course. So if he stinks, you know, I'll be out of here. I'll, I'll filter <laughs> out of here in a couple years. Uh, no, I'm, I'm all about Anthony Richardson. Uh, you guys talk about everything this year being about him. Uh, and I, for the most part, agree with that. But, um, you know, listen, he, he started so very little at Florida. And that Florida team, man, they hadn't had good coaching in how many years? I mean, you have to think about it. And, you know, Billy Napier, I don't think, is going to be around too long. I mean, they, they brought Graham Mertz at Florida. That's who's after that guy. Anthony Richardson was Graham yeah, Mertz. Graham Mertz could, from Wisconsin. Could yeah. not uh-huh. be uh, more polar opposites. But, um, you know, I think it's going to take some time. You know, he this isn't a guy that had two, three full years uh, in a college football season. But uh, I, I'm high on it. I'm high on the staff, and I'm high on Anthony Richardson for sure. Now, Will I, Levis, let me ask you about him. Sure. Real quick, and, and it, you know there was there was a lot of talk about him. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. The the inconsistencies of Will Levis in his last year at Kentucky, from the outside observation, were attributed to just lack of being healthy and, and staying. Not not at his fault, but just you know he, he was not able to get footing underneath him from a health standpoint. Uh, will Will Levis be? a long-stay NFL quarterback? No, I mean, I think Will Levis will be a backup. I, I, I think, you know, he, he's going to be fighting. Listen, Malik Willis could easily beat him out for that job. I mean, the Titans went, and I disagree with this. I, I more agree with what the Colts did with their first preseason game. They alternated. And, and to me, I'm like, can, can a guy get in a groove if he goes out and it's a three and out, right, and then he sits for 35 minutes and then he's finally back in? Will Levis was inconsistent. Um 
a lot. And he was injured. He didn't have a great offensive line around him, but he wasn't very good last year. And then you go back, you say, okay, well, two years ago, you know, two years ago, go look at his numbers. I mean, the numbers are pretty pedestrian. They were able, you know, they were able to win, handing the ball off, playing really good defense, close games, that sort of thing. So, I mean, to, to me, it's like, what? well, we know he's got a cannon of an arm, but I, I think it shows, I think he's a third stringer with the Titans. I don't mind saying it. I mean, I, I think he is. That's where I think he well, starts. Well, for right now, but what about long, five no, years from now? No. no, I think he's a backup. Yeah, I think he's a backup quarterback. I mean, do you like Drew Locke? He's kind of like in the same mold as a like Drew Locke to me. Kind of a big arm. but You know, like Drew Locke, you know, I'll tell you another, speaking of Locke and Tennessee, you know, I remember when it Jake Locker was a kid that – Oh, yeah, Washington, that, yeah. You know, yeah. after his – I don't know if it was sophomore or junior year, but, but the year before he came out, you know, it was like, man, if he came out now, he'd be the number one pick in the draft. And then he comes out, and you kind of never hear from him again. And, you know, Levis was kind of in that category, right? Like going into the year, the thought was this is a guy that is, that is going to emerge in Kentucky as a top five pick in the draft. Right. And then obviously teams – Became there was something about him, whether whether it was health or whatever it was, where teams became gun shy about him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, if you give me the opportunity to take Levis or to take Anthony Richardson, uh, I I I think the, I think it was easy. I, I mean, listen, I think Levis is fine. I think he's a backup, and there's nothing wrong with that. He can make a lot of money. He'll be able to, you know, maybe start some games, spot starts here or there. But I mean, you talk about the excitement of this franchise is centered around the maturation and the upside and what. But the staff is going to be able to do with Anthony Richardson. Like, period, stop. And you would not have that if if Will Levis were the quarterback here. And, and we were talking about, you know, well, is Will Levis going to be able to hand off to Jonathan Taylor? I mean, that's just, that would not hold true as much as uh, it would with Anthony Richardson. Jim Mercer says they would have taken Levis had Richardson been off the board there. It's crazy to think Levis dropped in 29 spots after Richardson went at four, uh, considering, you know, what at least Ursay, if you're going to take him for his word there. Uh, Colts beginning practice here. Uh, you can hear the horn in the background as they just ended stretching and dividing up for position drills. The running backs look like they're going to get some work down here in front of us. I still do not see Jonathan Taylor out on the practice field yet, but we'll continue to keep an eye on that. All right, Andy, um, the old Twitter profile, okay? Let's go. Uh, Let's sports, talk about it. Sports radio gas bag. Right. Newly at 107.5 The Fan in Indy starting August 21st. Yes. yes. That will be Monday. Beer snob, father of two dogs. Uh, let's go gas bag. Oh, how do you define gas bag? Uh, well, I mean, we're radio gas bags. You picked up feces today. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I did. I know I did. you play journalist. A little, you know, you, 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 you dabble in journalism. Uh, I just, I guess I just dabbleism and uh, dabbleism. Dabble in being a sports radio gas bag. I don't know where that came from. I'm not exactly sure where, uh, but that's it. Yes, I'm. Uh, I have. We have two dogs, two cats. My wife is pregnant right now uh, with our first baby. That's basically what's going on in my life. Yeah, a life changing professional event right before a life changing baby on the way. That is quite the. Uh Quite the move. Uh, I mean, I'm, we're stacking everything that would be potentially uh, that would you know keep you up at night. And she's very uh, pregnant, right? Uh, very pregnant. Yes, about seven months pregnant. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Gosh, I'd uh, like to know more. Bless about the, her. I'd like to know more about the beer snob part. Uh, yeah, I just like beer. I don't think I'm even a snob. I just like beer. Who's the beer guy here? 
I, it doesn't come across that you're the beer guy. Oh, I like beer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like beer. Uh, I've had people comment to me saying I have the body of a person that drinks beer and eats cheese, and that's probably very accurate <laughs> on me. Yeah, I like beer. I, 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 I would not call myself a snob. Well, I'm I don't not know if like, I'm a snob, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, Maybe you walk into a, Andy, you walk into a bar, you sit down, they got 100 beers on tap, and they go, what can Are we you get asking you? asking a lot what of questions? Say? No, I'm not asking any questions because I probably know everything. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. When right, you know right, everything, right, right. no, I'm listen. I'll, I'll go anywhere from Bush Light to uh, to a finely craft uh, IPA. I got no problem with that. Are you that. a Little Kings fan? Little Kings, yes, I can do Little Kings. I can do anything. Let's go. Jake? Bring it out. Oh, thank you. Look, I got look, I got my credential. There Here you go. go. You're a step ahead of Jake at the NFL Combine. Yes, did, I am. Does it have your name or is it just <laughs> generic? No, and it's spelled right. Look at that. How about Impressive. that? Yeah. Uh, so you, you just IPA to yeah, a to whatever a, to a bush light. You yeah. are you are good to go. Yeah, that's been the biggest. Do you change. tour breweries? Or are you like uh, you know Sun King? Are, are you you know one of these people that like? Yeah, to I've I've been do to the, uh, the daily buses? tours. Well, sure. no, I don't do a brew bus. Okay, um, but uh, you know, especially uh, before my wife was pregnant, it was like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And what we end up doing is just going to breweries. I would so that's it, what li- I do. You know, living Mike in Louisville, just though. called you a wuss, Jake. Well, I'm a smart are you one, still cold? Are you still that cold? You're not it's that cold anymore, right? Yeah, I'm He's cold. got a snuggie okay. on. Um, have you done, like, the bourbon trail? That's in kind of a must in down there. In Louisville? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've had stuff from all those places. I've never went on, actually, where you get on a bus, you know, with your buddies or something like that, a, a bachelor party, or, and you hit up every place. But, no, that's that's a booming industry. We did that one Absolutely. time, Jake, here in Indy. We, went, we did beer, brewery. We did. Is the Fountain Square Brewery still open? You know, I think they just. Or is it the Indiana City that? No, Fountain, Indiana City. I loved. They had um, they had a really good beer there that I really liked. The tribute. Uh, Indiana City is is closed. Fountain Square, I think, reopened. It had closed, and then I think it's back. I don't know if it's a, a different group, but it's back. The fourth one that we went to. Huh. I can't really think of that. Flat um, Twelve when it was open is down in that area. Might have yeah, been Flat maybe Twelve. Yeah, uh, what, what, what kind of dogs? I have a uh, half German Shepherd Pitbull, and I have a Pitbull Rescue. Whoa! So, so you know, don't bigger mess around dogs. With the, the Sweeney yes. household. Jeez. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need an. Uh, we don't need Knock a security system. No, they're two babies. They lay on the couch. That's all they lay on the couch. Well, from like a, me. From afar, what do you make of this Johnson situation? To me, you know, listening and also listening to you guys, obviously knowing, you know, the hey, the jobs, the the you know, going to be going to be hanging out on Monday uh, and starting things. Um, it's it's a it's frustrating because what would the conversation be if he were here, uh, playing active, happy on the field, and everything else combined with Anthony Richardson? Like it it, fe- it feels like. Um, you're not going to, you know, you're, was it the Millennium Falcons is not going to be a full strength um, if you start the season or you're playing the season without him. Uh, and it's frustrating. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys where it feels like, and, I, and here's where I feel for him, he's like, the to me, the face of all this running back stuff. I mean, the guy carried the ball 900-plus times in Wisconsin. I and mean, if you watch a Wisconsin game, anytime Jonathan Taylor, you knew the ball was going to him. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, and so the Colts take him high, um, and then 
over the last few years, and it's really magnified, obviously, this offseason. You guys know you've been talking about it. Uh, now it's like, well, who's going to be the guy that's actually going to pay a running back, right? And so he went through all that college stuff. Think how much NIL money he could have made at Wisconsin. Um, and then he gets here, and it's time for – it's just terrible luck. It's bad timing. It's everything else. He gets to, okay, now it's time uh, to talk about a contract. It's time to do a contract and everything else. Let's get paid. I want to get paid like a, like a Derrick Henry. You know, uh, you mentioned a guy in a running back position who got a lot of money and and now it's like this you know now now you're the the village idiot if you pay a running back anything you can just put uh, anybody out there and I I, I I understand that thought, but I also think it's somewhat lazy. Ah, the Chiefs won. Yeah, and the Chiefs also have an amazing roster. The Chiefs also have Pat Mahomes. They have a Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> they, they have, I mean, I mean, who's got it better than them, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, the, the Eagles were able to rotate a lot of guys. Like, well, yeah, they also have an obvious awesome roster, which is why uh, they're going to be back, you know, I think probably close to the NFC Championship again. So uh, to me, to me, it just, it, it adds, it dampers the excitement that I think probably should be there for a core group of some young guys who can make plays. The problem is for Jonathan Taylor, and, and this has to be, I, I, I would imagine, you know, you talk about timing. The timing for Jonathan Taylor literally could not now have been worse because, as we were talking about with Bob Kravitz, and I truly believe this, Andy, if you're Taylor, you're looking at it and you're going, look, my time to cash in is now. Right. But this is not a franchise that's having nothing to do even with the position, but rather, if you are the Colts, you're going, look, we we would cash in and pay out a running back that right now would be the – if that was what we needed to get us over the top because we have a two- to three-year window to win. Right. But they don't. They, yeah. Right. Right, right. now, they're, you I know. know what I mean. They're they're starting literally with like lumber in the backyard to build a house. It feels like it feels like parts of them are very in between. It's like the in between part of a haircut. It's not the new. It's not. It's not long enough, but it's also not. Oh, I got this haircut four days ago. Right. Like. Like parts of their team, it's like we're not ready to pay this kind of guy, right? But I mean, I, the leverage for him. I mean, I don't know. You know, Does he Kevin, have any? Well, I mean, I don't think so. Well, I think Kevin, you mentioned for him that he's the best player on this football team. Yeah. And you have a you know 21-year-old rookie quarterback that if you don't get right, then your franchise back five to ten years. I mean, the, the one thing, I, I'm not sure I would even kick back and listen, you guys have been doing this longer than I have in this city, is, well, you drafted him uh, so high, so that means you, you got to pay him. I would say I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, you know, guys get drafted uh, high. You move up. Uh, you take a chance on guys. Sometimes they're a bust. Sometimes it doesn't work out, whether financially or something else. You know, what he was two, three, four years ago in their mind might be different, right? Uh, and you're right, Kevin. I mean, listen, he's he's the best player on the team, but is this season about wins, uh, and, and is it? No. I mean, no, 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 it, it's no, no, no. not. I mean, no. you guys have answered that question. So it's like. I think you make the argument he's the best player, and that directly supports the quarterback, considering the type of attention he would bring from an opposing defense and alleviate some of that stress. I think that's where his leverage. I'm not saying it's an abundant amount of leverage, but Jonathan Taylor on the Colts, he has more leverage than Jonathan Taylor on the Chiefs. Do you, do you, think, do you think they can offer him a, a, a Sweden deal like Barkley got with the Giants? I, yeah. To, to, to make him happy. Cap space and money is a right. real issue. It, right. It, it's spending money that Chris Ballard has had an issue with and has had hesitancy with. they got $19 million in cap space. Andy, I mean, you ever get a gift card at Christmas? Somebody gives oh, you yeah. a gift card? Oh, yeah. And if, if you're like me, 
so a lot of times I'll get a gift card. You get one of those like Visa cards for hundred bucks or something, right? Yeah. And I like put it in my glove compartment or like in the in the thing of my the console of my car and I'm like I'm not using that till I have to use it like oh, yeah. I, I'm not you, oh you yeah know, you, I got you, that right now you feel yeah. like you're burning yeah. it right because yeah. you're like no 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 that, I'll use it next time I'll use it correct. for something down the, the road the right. day's gonna come where I really need right. to use it that's Chris Ballard with salary cap yeah yeah, I, I mean, you know I, what I mean. Like he, he just it, it just keeps they they always seem to have cap space and it drives people around here crazy. Yeah, I mean, can you meet in the middle? Can can you get him his right? Not the not the full uh, not the full contract. Not something's going to make him whole for the yeah, next three, three or four years. Million, like right? Yeah, can you give him something this year where you're meeting in the middle? It gets him back on the field, uh, and then you know, obviously the the showdown will will continue <laughs> with the salary with the with the, with the tax and everything else. Well, I just think both sides are so dug in. And, and if Taylor, I guess, it's obvious. Isn't, isn't out here right now, that'll be a question for Shane Steichen. We have, at this point of practice, Jake, Jonathan Taylor's usually out here. Uh, the running Correct. backs have gone through their positional drills, and uh, we have not seen him yet. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. Again, it's not a long practice for the Colts today. Uh, Going to be on the lighter side of it as the Bears come to town coming up tomorrow and Thursday. Here's one for you, Kevin. I'm sitting here looking at the quarterbacks. Gardner uh-huh. Minshew, Sam Ellinger, Anthony Richardson going through drills. How many games this year on Friday of game week will all three of those guys be on the active roster? Uh, with the new rule change, all of them. Remember, they did the uh, yeah. they did the 49ers rule change this year. So now you get three QBs. So, but but I mean, do they do they carry? Do you think they they carry three the oh, whole yeah. year? Yeah, I mean that's. That's the rule change the NFL adopted for this season because the Brock Purdy fiasco in the NFC title game. Right. When was it? Josh Johnson was that the guy that got hurt after? Purdy? Yeah, McCa- McCaffrey was running yeah. the uh, the Wildcat. So yeah, the every end. Yeah. NFL team will uh, exercise this three quarterback rule. So with only you know most teams like the Bears are going to come in uh, tomorrow. They've got four quarterbacks on their roster, so they actually have a competition for that third and final spot. But Sam Ellinger has got to be absolutely I mean, I mean, do, thrilled by this. Yeah, do the Colts though? At any point, do the Colts? Is Ellinger lock stocked in after last year, or do they say, you know what, what if somebody, what if somebody gets waived or is out there that they like? Yeah, I'd assume he's good, but you know, you would think if you wanted some competition for that spot, you would have brought somebody in. You know, who knows? Maybe when roster cuts happen, they might change that. But uh, I would say life's pretty good for Sam Ellinger right now. Have fun holding the Microsoft Surface and being on this roster. Well, that was uh, going back to our Levis conversation ten minutes ago. That I mean, that that was also very good for him. Oh yeah, because you know <laughs> it's also very good for these guys. Malik yes. Willis, Tannehill. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, now the now the two things I'm kind of sad that that the that the feces isn't still here. The feces that, that, was right there. I, I, yeah, yeah I know. Was, walking over it, it, it right was, now. It was That's pointed where to the me. animal dung. I want to know earlier. who was walking their Saint Bernard out here and who didn't notice when it. Well, list, a, a listener came up uh, and thought it was a coyote uh, w- without having okay, that's without actually her, possible. Her, her trained eye yeah. uh, of being in the fields of Indiana, the farms of Indiana. You know, the state fair is going on, I believe, one more week. I could have probably examined <laughs> that dung a little bit closer down coyote there. Coyote is a possibility. Ta- you could have transported it there. Sure, they, someone yeah. there could have pointed you in the right direction. And then the second thing, I haven't heard you guys talk about this. Dude, Chris Angel's coming to town. 
Is that my, with Ur- yeah? My, is that with Ursa? Yeah, that's with the Ursa thing. Okay, uh, in mind Mark- freak. No, nothing like Sunday afternoon football's over. Nothing's on TV, and and Chris Angel was on TV he all day. Had, like oh, to he's me, yeah. Magicians are fascinating. Yeah, magicians yeah, yeah. are fascinating because they go like David Copperfield was all the rage for a while. You know, obviously Houdini till he forgot David to flex. David Do you know how Houdini died? By the way, he True drowned. Story. No. That's a good guess. Do you know? Buried alive. Nope. I feel like Jake's going to have a joke for no. us here. No. True story. Harry Houdini had had a bit. One of the things that he would do is, you know, like like he would take cannonballs to the stomach, to the abdomen, that kind of thing. He was in a bar, I believe, or he was in public, <laughs> and a guy said, like, hey, I want to be able to punch Harry Houdini in the stomach. And Houdini was like, okay, cool. And the guy, I think he might have even said, like, a sledgehammer or something like that. And Houdini, as part of his routine when that would happen, had a way that he could actually essentially like flex or, or stick out his abdomen muscles, which allowed him to be able to take on the brunt of things like that. Right. And he they mistimed the guy the guy didn't forewarn him that he was when he was about to do it and Houdini did not actually flex his muscles and it caused internal bleeding that killed him. Wow. True story. There you go. Just I thought I'd throw that at you. Remember Ursay's tweet about Chris Chris Angel? I just had to pull it up here. <laughs> yes, the rumor is true that the Houdini of our time, the amazing Vegas magician Chris Angel, <laughs> will join the show on September 8th, break Houdini's record of a 150-foot free fall, tied up and chained in Lucas Oil Stadium for a one-time performance. Yeah, like he'd like levitate above like a hotel in Vegas. I mean, he would I always like do those yeah. things on the street, and people like, oh my god, they would totally freak out. Yeah. It's like, okay, what if this goes poorly? I, I <laughs> thought about that. The Colts season who was the, happened forty eight hours not, later. I'm not. I'm not even trying to be flippant. Who was the WWE wrestler? It was uh, uh, Owen Hart. Hart. Owen, Owen Hart. Hart yeah. yeah, it was in Kansas City. That yeah. happened in Kansas City, I think. Now, some would say Matt Ryan died inside of Lucas Oil okay. Stadium last year. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's good, uh, Andy. What else? What else should we know? No, Matt Ryan. Wise? Matt Ryan last year did an act where he fell off a cliff right in front of everybody <laughs> at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. That as well. Uh, uh, interest football, <laughs> radio football. Giants is that right? Uh, Giants yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, you a baseball guy at all? Uh, Yankees fan. Yeah, baseball huh? guy. I'm um, not. Uh, um, you know, maybe I'm not old enough to be a baseball guy. I would need 30, <laughs> I mean, 30, 30 years on me. But no, man, I'm, I'm just, uh, I guess I'm a fun guy. I don't know. I just big time radio nerd, big time sports nerd. Um, have obviously been in Indianapolis a lot. Usually it's uh, frequenting the uh, hotel bars downtown at a Final Four, something like that. So, man, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Uh, the fan, I, I put this on Twitter. It's like, like it's a mighty station. When you when you talk about the, you know, the sports radio stations, um, not even in this area, in this region, but ones that absolutely move the needle and that sort of thing. Uh, watching from, you know, an hour and 25 minutes down the road now to be here is absolutely awesome. It really well, congrats. is. Congrats. I can't wait for Monday. I'm ready, man. I, I'm ready to go. Wait, which high school? Things. I went to Jeffersonville High That's School. That's right. So were yeah, you there? The Red Devils. Were you there after, like, Sharon? That was after, yeah, I was 98 to 02. Okay, so right yeah, they after had good, They had good teams. Uh, they had very good teams. Yeah, they made a run one year, I feel. Yeah, like. yeah. I mean, they well, they've ma- had a pretty strong tradition. Yeah, I mean, I one of the one of the better games I remember uh, watching, I guess it was in Hinkle. Um, oh, goodness, it was uh, Sean May, Jared Jeffries. Was at Bloomington North, yes, I believe? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Bloomington North versus Jeff. Yeah, that, was, that would have been back 2000, maybe something like that. One of the better games I've seen. So were your friends like Agin, Romeo Langford's car is New Albany and Jeffersonville like a big rivalry? No, I mean the surprising thing. Now we followed, you know, I follow. I was there for the announcement. It was uh, there was one Vanderbilt fan there, uh, if I remember. Uh, I, I forgot I, about I, Vanderbilt because Darius Garland was a yeah, Vanderbilt commit. Yeah, right? I need 
to I need to like find the audio. I still have it. Um, Romeo Lankford's family pastor uh, was like he reminds sure. me oh, of yeah. Abraham yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. He's you still speaking. Uh, yeah, he's right still so speaking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. This it's is why. Fantastic. This is why I get such. I'm a cynic about recruiting. I'm a cynic well, about you it. Should be. And, yeah. and, and you know, you got all these guys that waited in line for an hour and a half in rainstorms to get Romeo Lankford's autograph, and I'm like, just wait four years until he's with the main Red Claws and get it there. <laughs> He's not wow, even. A, I love that. He's not even in the league. No, 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 nobody mentions that. He's out of the league. Yeah, I mean, what Spurs, Celtics, somewhere else? I can't Celtic, even. Celtic, Spurs, and yeah. then, uh, and he was the last. Matter of fact, Langford was the last player that basically made the roster for the Spurs this year, and then um, I've been told three months into the year before the trade deadline, the Spurs were actively shopping him. And I mean, it literally was like, "Hey, do you want this blockbuster gift card?" And people were like, "Nah, we're good." And well, the thing lo- the thing locally was him was he didn't get he didn't get pulled over uh, to to like the Louisville side. He stayed in. He was like Southern Indiana strong. Like people took great. You know, they they loved him because he didn't go over to somewhere what, else. I know Indiana Vanderbilt was U of L one of them. Well, U of L was, but that's when the Patino Kansas. stuff happened. Kansas, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people Adidas. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. thought he was going to go to U of L, and then Patino got fired, and then you know why would you go there? That opened right. it up for Archie. Miller. I mean, obviously he was a, he, he is a talented player, but um, I think that the knock on him through the process going into the league was that he was a low motor guy, and that he just was a. Doesn't make him a bad guy at all, but just kind of a passe, not overly excitable, driven guy. A big question we had coming in today to practice number 11. Would we start to see a separation in this flip-flopping of quarterback reps? It is once again Anthony Richardson with the starter. So I would say, boy, probably for the first time in camp, this is probably three straight days for Richardson, maybe four. I'd have to go back and I check. I mean, he's your starter, right? So Th- There's no argument against him. Right, yeah. but we haven't seen this right. yet. We, right. we, we haven't seen an actual commitment to him from a rep standpoint. Again, I think it's something the Colts need and should do, and it looks like they are doing that here. I feel like we should be going to Hannah Haunted Acres tonight. 11. Boy, when that sun goes away. <laughs> See, mock my, mock my blanket no, all no, you no, want. No, 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 I will not be wearing a Snuggie anytime well, soon. It's not a Snuggie. It doesn't have the arms when, when Mike Chappell calls you a wuss, that that boy, it's hard to come back from that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm three months, or not even that, three weeks from 51 years old, right? My level of damn is like real low. You see Chapp wearing a right? Snuggie? I mean, if, I guarantee you Chap deep down is thinking to himself, that dude's smart. Uh, pop quiz time on the <laughs> other I'm gonna side. Myself. I'm going to mummify myself. You just go ahead and keep talking there. Andy, thanks for joining us, man. You're going to be it, with uh, noon to three coming up one of these days. Yeah, I have to look week, at my right? schedule okay. that David put together. But, yeah, it's one of them. I'll, uh, I think JMV on Friday. You'll and then be the I back nine event with us on Friday, I'll be right? there, yeah. Okay, that'll be uh, – That'll be a fun event. Back nine, again, just south of downtown coming up on Friday. We'll be out there after our show. Noon to three will be live from there. JMV will be live from there. And Andy Sweeney. Well, I'll be there there quickly. The two things that would make me, that that probably put me in uncomfort zone. Okay. Uh, Being a blanket? Well, no, no. Just anything, you know, golfing where someone might be watching me in any way. So that would be be number one. Uh, And number two would be the radio photo shoot that we have to do tomorrow. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Is it tomorrow? What's today? 
Tuesday. No, it'd be Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. Thursday. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. We'd just do a photo shoot, and uh, you know, for are fat radio makeup? guys, like, no. Are, are you a makeup? Do guy? me a favor. No, do me a favor. Halloween maybe. Jake, yeah. Jake brought makeup to our photo. Did he really? Maybe uh -huh. TV. Don't do don't do radio scowl. Do radio smile. Okay. Yeah. You know, everybody like. Like I'm tough. Like I'm gonna. Yeah, like I'll the, bring the local team down. I'll tell scowl, you what's really going the on. The scalp point thing <laughs> is so played. Do you have to hold a football? Oh hell yeah! We're Does gonna. No, hold, you gotta, you gotta hold, toss it up. You, in the you air. toss a football. We're, we're doing chest yeah. passes back and forth. Yeah. This is Indiana. Yeah. We're fundamentals. Okay. We're gonna be doing chest passes and bounce passes. Right, bounce pass. Yeah. Andy, here's the thing that you have to look forward to. Okay. And this is a good thing. Trust me. Okay. okay? Each step of the way that you're working with Kevin, the last time that he did that walk was with me. So things are going to be real easy for you, right? Trust me. Hallelujah. Everything's an upgrade for oh, you, brother. Man. The prayer list has turned to thank yous <laughs> recently here um, each and every night. Uh, Andy Sweeney with Appreciate us here it. live at Colts Camp. Again, the wake-up call with KB and Andy going to begin on Monday. Mark, uh, Jim Mercer collection tickets. Speaking of Chris Angel, that's what we're doing, Pop Quiz Rise? Yes, sir. Floor seats. Okay. Mark, you still there? I'm Did here. Did you pull a Chris Angel and disappear? Uh, no. What we will do that coming up here in a few. Before that, let's do a morning check down. The morning check down. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. There's really nothing exciting that happened, right? Uh, you got baseball scores? What's that? You got baseball scores? Yeah, the Orioles won. The, the Orioles won. Nothing exciting. Let's just move on. Uh, Marlins won as well, and for the Reds and the Cubs faithful out there, that is important because it's a wild card r race, and the Marlins are now a game up on the Reds and the Cubs as the Cubs will take on the White Sox and the Reds with the Guardians here this week. We are, again, live here in Westfield at Grand Park. The Colts about a half hour into practice number 11. That's 11 of 13 here in Westfield. Joint sessions with the Bears coming up tomorrow and Thursday, and we do see Anthony Richardson with the starters here to open up Tuesday's practice. Have yet to see Jonathan Taylor, though, so that'll be something to monitor and ask Shane Steichen about post-practice. Again, Pop Quiz coming up next. 317-239-1070 giving away Jim Ursay collection tickets. Uh, Kevin and Quarry here in Westfield. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Sharpen your pencils. It's time for the Pop Quiz with Kevin and Quarry. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, Indiana's favorite oil change since 1985. By the, by the way, Kevin, several people have pointed out to me. I guess I did know this, but like I, that you know, earlier we were talking about the anvil, and I'm like, I just don't understand the anvil. Bang the anvil. Uh, horseshoes are made from an anvil, so that's the significance oh, yeah, of the yeah, anvil. Yeah. I, I do remember that in the press release when they announced it. But but the when they if it needs that much explaining, it's probably not the thing to. <laughs> <laughs> but granted, thank you, thank you for having my back there. I appreciate yeah. it. How, How many horseshoes did the Colts week? throw last year? in that season well, yeah that's a great point Mark uh, and, and to defend you Jake you see that guy over there talking to Larry Overton that's the dude that had you blocked on Twitter remember when he joined us oh yeah I wonder if he still is uh -huh. if he still does remember that Mark we had him on Dave oh, Knickerbocker yeah. uh -huh. and all of a sudden Jake's like oh I see you I got me blocked on Twitter <laughs> oh by the way um, the farmer climbing the fence over there somebody said I can give you his phone number if you want it super nice guy well, we should call him I, somebody asked if that I, was the Andy funny thing was, that's, the, that's the guy with the bulls I can go pet the bulls 
He climbed the fence, but he was only over here for two minutes. I'm thinking, is there a plumbing issue? He just <laughs> need the porter potties. That was a very quick back and forth. Somebody Maybe asked he just if that was to run the forty. Somebody asked if that was Andy because he didn't have his credential. They said, "Oh, that's easy. Just trying to get in the oh, Colts camp." Oh, that's a good question too. Yeah. Again, Anthony Richardson getting the start today. Colts practice a little bit over a half hour into camp. We kind of let off today's show before we get to the pop quiz. Uh, do we see a commitment from the Colts on a, a starter at quarterback? For the most part, it's been a flip-flop of days here at Grand Park. Um, this would probably be Richardson's third or fourth straight day. So I think whether the Colts want to publicly admit it or not, clearly their actions are speaking a whole lot, and that is a commitment behind the rookie, which – as someone that's been a big proponent of playing Anthony Richardson early, I am a fan of that. Jake Query, I still have not spotted number 28. No, I don't see him either. And, you know, again, typically, and today in particular, he usually has a hoodie on underneath his jersey. He'd have like two of them on today, right? Oh, today it would be a perfect fit for him, right? Yeah. Uh, Jake has a Snuggie on, and I've picked up dog. Uh, I, I was going to say dog poop. I guess more animal dung would be the proper phrase, though. Still, coyote dung? Still, I think it was coyote. Still blows my mind you said those were grass clippings. Yeah, I How thought that possible? together grass clippings. Uh-huh. I, I don't want to go to the grass at the Bowen household. Well, no, definitely. Trust me, we don't have enough grass for it to look uh, as nice as it does out here at Grand Park. Uh, all right, Jake, time for the pop quiz. Again, we're giving away a, uh, what is it, Mark, a pair of tickets to the Jim Irsay Collection show? Is that right? Correct. Yeah, a pair of tickets for a pair of floor seats to the Jim Irsay Collection Ooh. concert. And obviously, yesterday, uh, they announced that John Mellencamp will be there as well. I saw so that. Some big so names Chris Angel, out. John Mellencamp. Uh, Jake, a number one through eight for today's pop quiz. Uh, I'll again go with number three. Number three. Mark, who we got? Ryan. Ryan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well, Ryan. How are you? I'm not too bad. Ryan, you sound one aspirin from a coma. Did you just wake <laughs> up or are you just getting ready to go to bed? What's going on here? No, I'm, uh, I'm about a week through, um, I don't know, West Nile monkey SARS or something. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You feeling all right, though? Yeah, yeah, I feel great. Just don't, my you should be wrapped in a shot. snuggie compared to Jake. That's right. <laughs> uh, you, are you happier about Chris Angel or John Mellencamp with these floor seats here? Oh, man, probably Angel. Not really? I mean, I'm probably equally pumped about both, which is not very much, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, how old a fella are you? Um, I'll be 48 on Tuesday. 48. Nice. Okay, so we're roughly Happy the same early age. Birthday, Ryan. Uh, so when Thank you think, you. Ryan, when you think back to, like, if you have memories of you and your guys hanging out in high school and going out and having fun, like, what's the first song that immediately pops into your head? You're like, that was what we listened to all the time. Oh, man. Probably Gin and Juice from Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I could see that. That would be right. I mean, man, that would be absolutely in your wheelhouse. 93. Did you graduate in, what, 93 or 94? Yeah, 93. Yeah. What high school? Uh, tech. Okay. Nice. Uh, Let's go Titans. Did you know the yeah, – uh, I'm trying up. to think. The, the, you know, when I was a freshman at North Central, we had a basketball game at Tech, and we got there, and they're like, the game was uh, – we had to cancel the game. I'm like, why? And 
someone had gotten a sander and gotten out on the basketball floor and sanded their name into the, <laughs> into the floor. So, they, which which was a I mean a, a That's power an impressive move. feat. It is, it is. Except you don't want to put your own name on there, right? Like it was pretty obvious who it was. Um, put them up in the Tech Hall of Fame next to Trey Lyles. And Tech is a yeah. beautiful campus, Ryan. I always thought Tech was a cool place because it's just a, a great looking campus. By the way, I heard Ryan. Uh, I don't know if this has been reported. I heard this year that Tech is not able to play home football games because of a sinkhole in their football field. Have you heard that? I have it, uh, which is surprising because I know the Super Bowl was here. They totally redid everything over there. Yeah. So, like, right there, honestly, like, I mean, I, I guess whoever could predict where a sinkhole is going to hit, right? I mean, ask the Corvette <laughs> folks, but still. Um, man, it's a huge day out here. Chris Whitlock's here. He didn't get the memo that it's freezing either. He's wearing shorts. He's got okay. a long sleeve on. Ryan, would you like for myself or for Kevin to lead you off with question number one? Well, Jake, I, I think I'd like for you, since this is, what, your second to third or last pop quiz or whatever. Now, does that, let me ask you, Ryan, and, and I appreciate the sentiment there. D- does it make you sad? I, I kind of just wish you guys would overlap that 10 to 12 um, slot there because I'm not really a Jets fan, but I, I'm looking forward to hearing you <laughs> at noon. Ryan, have you ever heard Jake in the 9 o'clock hour? Can you imagine if we try to stretch this show into a 4th yeah, no and 5th hour? Ryan, Holy Ryan, you sound like you could be my best buddy. Once you get over the West Nile SARS monkey virus, do you want to go out and have a PBR? Let's do it. All right, here By we go. By the way, speaking of, speaking of monkey viruses, have you guys watched the uh, – um, the longest third date on Netflix. Have you uh, have you heard about this? No. This couple that started dating um, during COVID, and they went on a third date to Costa Rica. And again, third date to Costa Rica seems a bit extreme. And they were stuck in Costa Rica for like sixty days. Seriously? Yeah. Are they married? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Harry, Harry Carey style. There, I, I I fell asleep at the end. To be honest with you. Well, okay. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one for you, Ryan. The Colts host the Bears in preseason game number two Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Who was the head coach the last time the Colts played the Bears in the preseason? Who was the Colts head coach last time they played the Bears in the preseason? Is that when Luck retired? Um, is that what it was? Yes. I think so. Frank Reich, Tony Dungy, Chuck Pagano, or Jim Caldwell? Uh, let's go Reich. All right, number two here, Ryan. Name the former Colts quarterback, a preseason darling, who is vying for a roster spot with the Bears this preseason. And I think, what, an XFL darling, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, Jacob Easton, Jacoby Brissett, P.J. Walker, or Chad Kelly? Uh, P.J. Walker. Where is Swag Kelly these days? That's a good question. By the way, uh, (laughs) weren't the Bears the first team to play in Lucas Oil Stadium? Yeah. Matt Forte ran all over him, right? right? Didn't the Colts Uh, lose that game? Question three, they did. Every year from 1934 to 1976, Ryan, except for the 74 season when there was a strike, there was an annual preseason game between the reigning NFL champion and a team of college all-stars. Where did this exhibition game take place? In Canton, Ohio in New York City, at Chicago's Soldier Field, or in Washington, D.C.? Hmm. I'll say Soldier Field. Okay. God, do I really have to do number four here? Sure. Yes, you do. We, oh, boy. Do we, do we have a strong start here from Ryan, by the way? Are we yes. Back we to back? Yes. All right, Ryan. Padres pitcher Yu Darvish recorded career strikeout 1,919 in San Diego's loss to the Orioles last night. He now has the most strikeouts by a Japanese-born pitcher in Major League history. Whose record did he break? Was it Kaz Suzaki, 
Daisuke Matsuzaka, Hideo Nomo, or Shitoshi Hasegawa? Wow, that's a mouthful. Um, I, that last I, one, there's no way I got the first name right on that. Uh, I think the only name I recognize is Hideki Nomo, so I'll just go that way. Well, Hideki Nomo would be kind of combining Hideki Matsua, Matsui and Hideo Nomo, but Nomo, okay, all right, Jake, this is, wow. Have we ever had this before? By the way, I don't know if you know this or not, but Hideo Nomo was the favorite pitcher of Genesis. I always liked his Nomo. wind-up. Nomo. Uh, okay, uh, question number five. Thank you. Max Scherzer allowed one hit while striking out 11 batters over seven innings as the Rangers blanked the Angels last night, 12-0. It was the sixth time in his career that Scherzer allowed one or fewer hits while striking out 10 or more in the game. That's the fourth most in Major League history. Which of the following pitchers does not have more than six career games with one or fewer hits and 10 or more strikeouts? Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, Nolan Ryan, or Justin Verlander? Wow. Hmm. Uh, just spitballing. I'll just say Randy Johnson because I like the big unit. Man. Oh, man. Spitballing would have been Gaylord Perry, actually. Mark, can you describe Scotty's antics in studio? We've never, never had back-to-back five-for-five. Uh, Scotty is not here. Oh, he, could, he, he, could, he? he couldn't handle the heat. He's probably, like Jake this morning. Probably buying a windbreaker for you, Jake. I'd like some heat. That wind is back, and it is chilly. Uh, that was a four-for-four four effort Can to I be say, great. in the pop quiz for Ryan. Yeah! Let me just say this real quick to defend myself. Typically, I, typically, in all honesty, like I I'm feel not like half the show is you defending. I'm not yourself. necessarily a cold, like a cold-blooded. Per- you know, like I'm not one of those people that like is cold all the time. But have you ever had one of those days where, like, the second you get a chill in you, you just can't get rid of it, and you're chilly the entire day? That's exactly how I feel right now. Probably not unlike Ryan with his West Nile monkey SARS virus. Jake, number five. Uh, he said spitballer. He went with the, the big unit, the left-handed Randy Johnson, and the correct answer, oh, my goodness, he's in the, he's in the Yankees. He's in Mr. Steinbrenner's box. Roger Clemens was the correct answer. Oh, man. I thought we were going to have it. I know. Solid. Ryan, solid effort, man. Tighten up. I love it. Stay on the line. You made Tech proud. Jim Mercer collection tickets coming your way. Chris Angel, John Mellencamp, among others. Uh, What is that? Two weeks from Friday? God, three weeks from Friday? I feel like it's nearing. Uh, You just heard the horn there. We're at Colts practice. Looks like special teams drill time. Anthony Richardson once again getting the start here in Westfield as the Colts get an hour session in today before the Bears come to town for practices tomorrow and Thursday. We'll do it one final time here. Kevin and Quarry. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. On a Tuesday. It's Kevin and Query on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I like Buzz Williams. He just looks like a guy you like to, you know, rest your head on his tummy. That was a very odd way to end the segment. <laughs> I've got Texas A&M in the Elite Eight. I think he can coach. Want to lay your head on his belly? It's a nice pillow. One of the things that I really like about my pillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. His name is Buzz. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> now the only bad thing about that, he has a big sweater. Let's.
You ever seen him? <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. He looks like doesn't uh doesn't the Hurley isn't he a guy that sweats a lot? The Hurley the one last night. If you're you know, laying he on looks, his belly, you're probably bringing some Buzz Williams with Buzz you. Buzz Williams from the neck up looks kind of like the claymation that was used in the whale with Brendan Fraser. He used to dip his bald head in oil. <laughs> I forgot about that one, Mark. You're just emptying them all. It doesn't matter if it's me or if it's Jake. I feel like you got to empty all the Jake ones. Oh, yeah. there, there's plenty there coming. Any. No, I don't there think aren't so. Any? No. Oh, boy. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, I was don't gonna do say, that to yourself, Jake. Be careful what you... Uh, what you wished for. Rounding out here to close things out. Colts camp at Grand Park practice number 11. Again, Anthony Richardson getting underway with his third starting session here of what is supposed to be just a short practice, probably ending here in about a handful of minutes. And then the Bears are in town tomorrow and Thursday. And shout out to Landon Coons. He's with us right here. Landon's braving it out, man. Landon, you have had wake-up calls at what hour to get us set up and get us on air for these last couple weeks? Yeah, you know, I mean... Yeah, well, I should probably crank up your, your audio. So, sorry oh, about it's, that. It's all good, guys. It's all good. But yeah, this 5 a.m.? Oh, I, so I live an hour away from Indy, so I've been getting up at 3.30 in the morning oh coming out here gosh. and uh, being able to, hear, to come out here with y'all and set this up for you. And I almost feel like we owe you an apology. <laughs> Right. I mean, literally. I mean, it's my own fault. What time do you go to bed? Too late. <laughs> Way too late. Midnight. Way yeah, you had a fun probably. weekend over at IMS, didn't you? Yeah, it was a great weekend over at IMS. Did that, uh, you know, covering Brickyard Weekend and also worked over at uh, Lucas Oil IRP out in Claremont. And it was a great weekend. So you're a big race fan, obviously. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, you were uh, you were pretty excited. We had Tony Stewart on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I so I'm a senior out at out at UND, and I'm on a racing show called In the Fast Lane, and we just do it for funsies. And when you guys said Tony Stewart was coming out here, I thought, oh man, like that's gonna be awesome to have Tony Stewart out here. And I was kind of bummed it was over the phone. And then he eventually yeah. came out. Yeah, here. he eventually came yeah. out here. So that was that, I waited too late on that, but it was now, still still awesome. I, I think, Landon, if I'm not mistaken, at one point, and if not, I'm just gonna invite myself. Didn't you ask me about something about your racing show? Yeah, I asked. Uh, if you two fine gentlemen would like to be on our show at one point, so so when are we doing your racing show? That is a good question. I think I think we have to wait like three or four weeks before the semester starts to get it under underway. But uh, we're under new under new management over at UND, so I'm gonna try to convince them if I can do it sooner. But oh yeah, Scott uh, Scott Eaker retired, right? Yep, Scott okay. Scott's uh, retired, and uh, Rick Dunkel's uh, taking it over now. So. Hopefully, uh, maybe I can kind of twist his arm and be like, hey, let's see if we can move this up a little bit. Anything more, Jake or Landon, uh, from this weekend about going on the Oval, NASCAR moving moving back to the Oval? I think – I don't know that anything official was said. I would be – I would say that that is very likely, that next year uh, – my assumption would be that next year NASCAR will run on the Oval and IndyCar will not be part of that weekend because IndyCar will have an event in Milwaukee. Whether it's that weekend for IndyCar, I don't know. But that's where that race would be And refresh up. us on the Milwaukee history, Jake, with IndyCar. Um, long history. Uh, the Milwaukee Mile, as a matter of fact, was the longest-running contiguous um, continuous racetrack in the United States. Uh, it goes back. It predates the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, and they've had you know races there for year forever uh all the way up until i'm trying to think of the last year that we were there probably five um, a little more than yeah somewhere in there is that what it was i think it's 2015 yeah um 
it went off the schedule, and then you know a lot of people thought we wouldn't go back, but I, I think now that is going to go back on on the schedule. Landon, a sincere thank the you, Milwaukee man. Milwaukee Mile. School I know over. these have been early, early mornings, <laughs> and this is not necessarily maybe your, your, you, your you know what? immense expertise, but it's darn impressive that Landon. you've been able to get us hooked up here. Because for those unfamiliar, I mean, again, we are outside in a tent. It's not like there's uh, you know a bunch of cords and a bunch of outlets readily available. But uh, through all of our guests, on-site or off-site, you've done a great job. So thank, thank you, sir. And thank you know you, what? Landon's job basically when he signed up was to do promotions and then that kind of morphed into also setting up some of the engineering stuff. Cam helps him with that but um, I was super impressed with your ability to I would not have been able to do that to figure out how to do these wires and I know how to do two things to turn on and off the mic and your ability to, to to jump in and do that and do it willingly and with a smile on your face was greatly greatly appreciated. So not a problem. The, yes. the, Enthusiasm and the professionalism which of which you took this job will serve you very well in the Thank things you. that you do. You're going to be you, out sir. here tomorrow Thank with JMV? Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, I'm hey, Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good for that one. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Tomorrow. JMV is going to be on site tomorrow and Thursday. Again, it is 6 to 8 p.m., those joint sessions with the Chicago Bears. They will get into Indy later today. And for those coming out there for that, I know it sounds cliche, but it is certainly a different type of game plan practice plan. They're going to do stuff in these practices that they definitely don't want to show in any sort of preseason game. So should be some good action. Mark uh, Courtney Cronin from ESPN, who is really a star at the yes. ESPN. Uh, she joins us tomorrow to talk some Bears. Tomorrow, and Jake will have some split pea soup as well. Excuse me? Because <laughs> you're so cold. Because you're so cold. Shannon's going to be rubbing his back Chicken noodle soup, baby. Chicken noodle. Back to health. All right, we'll be back in studio tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Kevin Aquari signing off.